Hey there, this is Nigel Bach, creator of the Bad Ben Trilogy, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. It's more than an intelligent mind can comprehend. Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 78 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. First off, gotta give a congratulations to a friend of the show. Damien Dupree and his lovely girlfriend Kim for getting pregnant. So, oh, congratulations! Congratulations, you two. Kim and Damien, on having a future WWE champion, <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, Damien. Uh, he has been on the show three times. Yep. Uh, if you want to go back and check out those episodes, episode seventeen, and then he was on just like two episodes ago, and then right after WrestleMania, so sometime in April last year. But he's been on the show the most amount of times we've ever had a guest. He's right above Dom Maggi yep. and Sean Carcini <laughs> for the most amount of times we've had a guest on this show. But uh, congratulations to Damien and Kim for uh, having a little one. Can't wait for the summer to meet and, Baby Check and get ready on that journey. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. We have actually a ton of stuff to talk about today. I can't wait. Uh, every week, I feel like I'm so excited to wake up on a Saturday morning and do this podcast at it's, the crack of shit. at the cra- at the butt crack of dawn to do this podcast. But I went back and I was listening to old episodes of ours. I left. I, I, I told you, God bless you. I, I can went, never. <laughs> I went and I listened to episode one, episode two, episode forty-seven. And- I don't and episode 48, and uh, this week only, and I was just like, number one, to where we were, to where we are, and it was only less than two years ago, it's about a year and a half, a little more than that ago, holy smokes. I, I, I give you a lot of credit for going back, I, me personally, I I can't do it, I, I, I listened to it once when it first came out, to me, that's enough, it's already tough enough for me, to, they wouldn't just listen to yourself, it's just like, ah, you know, you just... I in in episode one, I I listened a lot to our show because I always try to pick up on trends and habits and try to break them. Um, well, there's a habit that we've yet to really break and perfect. Because in episode one, we started a sentence with "to me," like "aka to me, it's a decent movie." Uh, Forty one times. He said I counted. Yeah, I went back and counted. To me, that's fair. <laughs> episode two was just as bad episode 47 was just as bad and 48 was just as bad we do we do open a lot of sentences with to me but now everybody that's listening is going to pick up on this habit Uh, now i just want to say for the hell of it (laughs) it's it's both of us pretty pretty heavy into that um but it just shows the progression of where we are and uh and where we've come from and how And episode 47 was back in June, and then it was in a million years we would never have thought to even have a guest on. And now from June to today, we've had eight. Holy crap, which is insane that we've had that many come on the show. And we have a couple more that will be coming on the show soon that we want to talk about now, including a week from today, we're going to be recording an interview with one of our favorite bands of all time. And by the way, the entire band, not just one of them, freaking May. M A E. M A E. Now, what's what's it stand for again? You're really M- testing me. Here. Yeah, it's multi multi sensory auditory experience. Yeah, that sounds about right. Audible experience. Right. I think it's auditory. It, it's just crazy to think just what an email will do or an Instagram message will do. Just you take a chance. Columbus did, and you know, good things happen. People ask me all the time, "How do you even get in contact with these people?" You just do just, a little research. Yeah, just that. Not, it's not a stalking thing. You just do a little research. You find their either their you know their contact me page on whatever or whatever however the case may be um that's why they're out there and that's why they have them available uh shot an email followed up on it they got back to me right in the middle of my nephew's birthday party last week and i was like excuse me guys i'll be back 
I looked at Ashley. I was like, get the heck out of here. That just happened. So uh, it looks like a week from today. Time still to be determined, but you won't hear it until a week from Monday. So you won't hear it until, let's see, the 19th is Monday. So the 26th, it looks like. Um, February 26th is okay. when that episode will drop. But that will be a phone interview with the band May. Dude, we grew up with them. They are so freaking good. Yeah, it's another band we listen to. I Probably eighth grade, something like that, freshman year type of deal, and it's just nice, nice music. We got to see them live a few times. We saw their goodbye tour. Got to, you know, shake their hands, talk to them for you know a minute or two, and then their reunion tour, which you know they played some hits that we didn't think they'd play. So it's a good experience. Yeah, my first concert outside of like my parents taking me somewhere. My first actual besides, show besides NSYNC. was August of two thousand four, and that was May. And my fir- and I will never forget it. Mike Forward. Me and this girl, Erin, from high school, went to see May. Waking Ashland opened for them. Wow. And I believe Limbeck opened for them. It was May, Waking Ashland. I think it was Limbeck as and, well. And May headlined, or were they open? Oh, yeah, May headlined. Oh, yeah. I still have the ticket stub. It is old and wrinkly. And there's you used a, to keep them in your Alera. And there's a corner missing. I still keep them in the Subaru. So same pl- place, keep, right in the center. Keep country. the traditional eye. <laughs> but we're, I'm, I am, I know you are, yeah, like, really, really excited. You and I have seen them together a bunch of times. Um I've only seen them once or twice more than that than the yeah. times we've gone. I only saw them twice, so yeah. I would say probably four or five times for me, max, yeah. absolutely max. But just really good dudes, really humble, super cool to um, you know write back to us a couple times and be willing to set up this this interview. So we're really looking forward to that. And Sam, I have a question for all of you. Uh, who oh, wants? <laughs> Every time you say you say something like that, I'm like, oh, here comes Elias. <laughs> uh, Elias is the man. What do you think? I'm going to give you some things to throw around, and I want you to think of a connection. Connect mm-hmm. these dots for me. What do you think? Goldeneye 007, Banjo Kazooie, Donkey Kong 64, Banjo Tooie, Perfect Dark, Viva Pinata, Grab by the Ghoulies, Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, Kingdom of Amalur, uh. Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, uh, Siv Meyer Civilization Beyond Earth, Ukulele, freaking Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. What do you think all those things have in common? Maybe they have the same like development team? Not quite. They have the same composer, and that is Grant Kirkhope. Grant Kirkhope, a award-winning, world-renowned video game composer, will also be joining us on this show for an interview. This is the guy who did the soundtrack for Banjo-Kazooie, Goldeneye, Mario Plus Rabbids. I couldn't be more excited. Now that's, again, how something like this transpires is, let me guess, you shot him an email and just saying, hey, would you like to come on our show? We're a nerdy show. Like This is he fits perfectly right in here. Not only did I just shoot him an email, he got back to me in 20 minutes. This guy is That's absolutely awesome. incredible. First and foremost, he's the, the most humble. I follow him on Twitter, and everyone, it seems like, everyone who shouts him out on Twitter, whether, hey, Grant, this soundtrack is amazing, or, hey, Grant, thanks for what you did for you know my childhood games or whatever, he always likes, retweets, replies, because he's always in my That's Twitter awesome. feed. So he is really, really into the community and thankful for what he, uh, for, for, I guess, thankful for being thanked, I guess, yeah. if you will, uh, for, the, for the people that play his stuff and... I am, you know, I've played every game I just mentioned, maybe outside of like Civ Meyer Civilization, maybe not for me, but like to hear the person who, who composed the music for Mario plus Rabbids or for Goldeneye, Banjo-Kazooie just is going to be on this show. And just something that, again, like you, we played Goldeneye and, and all these games like Rabbids, obviously you freaking love that was like your game of the year. Just something like, just to have the composer, I know because people, I, 
which I'm becoming now to realize that people will just buy the music of the game and just listen to it in the background while they're doing their everyday life. Like, it's just like, I didn't realize it was like that. Mm-hmm. Like, as, as, as big as it was. Absolutely. Ukulele, uh, what, a, what a, a nice, uh, what's the word? Kind of rehashing into that 3D platforming genre, genre. He did that soundtrack. Banjo-Kazooie, like, that's so mind-boggling to me. The guy's been nominated for BAFTA Awards for composition, uh, and he's kind enough to want to come on the show and do an interview with us as well. So we'll have a couple bonus episodes coming up. And we still have a third bonus episode coming up that I can't talk about yet because we're still nailing down that date uh, with that person. So we can't really talk about that. But we still have plenty and plenty of bonus episodes and interviews to come your way because that's what we're here to do, baby. And that's it's something that, like, again, we never expected to have really guests on. But, you know, sometimes the show morphs into something else. And it's, it's awesome. Have you ever wondered what you'd look like? If you were like a 16-bit <laughs> no. Super Nintendo character, then now we're talking about old games the, with Grant. The Kirk only Hope. thing I can picture myself is I know it was last year when my whole family went on the family vacation. Me and my nephew Nico, we took this picture. Um, they're like stepbrothers, where it's like John C. Riley sitting down and um, Will Ferrell's over top of him, and they're just have these like nerd sweaters on. So me and Nico did like the picture I swap. I thought it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. I saw. Maybe, I maybe, that maybe we have to throw that up on on the uh, I the Instagram. Photo. But I mean, it was just something like. They said, "What do you look like?" I would. It's basically like my head with a John C. Riley head and hair. I'd look absolutely ridiculous. I cried when I first saw that photo because I know Nico, obviously, and obviously I, I kind of know you, yeah, a little bit. So to make matters worse, like you know, yeah, we have a picture and everything. Like my sister loved it so much, she got a school bag made, and she's like, "I take it to work every day." I was like, "Well, I can never with step the photo on the school bag." Every dude, it's humongous. I was like, "I can never step into your work ever." That is really, really. <laughs> Really good, good on your sister. Um, I always Shout out to Michelle. I always wondered what we would look like as sixteen bit. I mean, you know me; I'm such a nerd. Um, and again, you know, you didn't tell me. You kind of just hey, I got a little surprise for you. And I wanted to refresh, freshen up the logo that we have. Not necessarily change the main logo. I mean, I think that what we have now is probably going to stay on as the background for the podcast episodes because it's already square and nice and it fits really easy and people recognize it and I I like that. But I wanted to branch out and have alternate logos, alternate designs. So I reached out um, to a gentleman who's worked on indie games and video games for all different consoles and PC and he's a pixel artist, graphic designer, really nice guy. Um, Found him on on a website called Fiverr where you can actually hire freelance artists and whatever you want, just hire entrepreneurs to do something for you. Um, had a really good conversation with them last, uh, I believe it was the last Saturday, the Saturday before that. And, uh, we, after talking through it, gave him an idea. He said, I will absolutely do that for you. Um, and very reasonably as well. Got back to me four days ago or four days later with a freaking wonderful design that will now become our secondary logo and we'll put it on our Instagram and we'll put it on our Twitter and on our Facebook. So Instagram at we podcast and we know things right now if you want to see it at we pod and we know on Twitter if you want to see it. Go to our Facebook, type in we podcast and we know things right now if you want to see it. But it's going to be Sam and I as 16 bit Super Nintendo characters. I'm holding a Nintendo Switch. Sam's got some, a mouthful of popcorn. And it still has our old logo on it. And it looks really good yeah, on a popcorn phone, Popcorn falling from my mouth. So it, it, it's it's about how I would look. He, and he did a freaking awesome job. Yeah, so shout out uh, to Siraj Renuka. If you want to go get any sort of... Listen, go check out the, the logo on our on our social media. See if you like it. Look at the detail. This, that, and the other. 
and check him out on Fiverr. You can go right on Fiverr, Siraj Renuka, find him. He did absolutely amazing work. Literally, we went back and forth um, with a pre-design. As soon as he sent me that, that's the first draft, and I was like, I am so Done. happy with it because you absolutely nailed it. And I like, like, you, he did a great job on, like, again, like, did 16-bit figures, and then you have our logo kind of right on the bottom. Like, it fits perfectly. Shout out to uh, Nicole, Andrea, and myself who yesterday at work were, like, screwing with the logo trying to do that because he only drew the two pixel arts. I was um, – messing with a little bit myself when i got home last night i finally got the final design i messed with it for about 10 minutes at work just to see if i could get rid of part of our logo and switch it around then when i got home last night i absolutely went ham and and it it, it turned out great yeah and i was going pixel by pixel to try and (laughs) get it perfectly right but i think i got it and so shout out to siraj thank you to everybody who helped on this one it's going to be like our alternate logo and we'll have some other stuff we want to talk about with that a little later on when we're ready to announce it but not quite yet but dude what how much there's a lot of information on this open today and talking a lot of stuff and we we didn't hit one to really any stories yet at all (laughs) uh well we're gonna hit a story right now because i didn't have a section for this but i wanted to talk about it right away don't worry everybody we'll get to trivia we're gonna start with gaming tonight we'll get into the movies we'll do the tv we're gonna have some music and our pick of the week but and yes i saw black panther and we'll get our impressions of it but i think before all of this and i think i even want to title the episode this i won't I already I know what I'm going to tell you the episode, but a travesty happened in the world of food that I really want to talk about. Uh-uh. Um, don't mess with my food, brother. <clears throat> and and I don't, you know, words can't put into what I'm feeling about this. Even though I don't necessarily eat cheese, oh, thank I think I like cheese, but I'm not a big cheese cheese eater. USA Today reports that McDonald's. <clears throat> if you need tissues, no, over no. there. Plan, in the Big Mac. Plans to have all U.S. Happy Meals reduced to only 600 calories by June, <laughs> with half of its franchises across the world hitting the same threshold by 2022. That means goodbye cheeseburger. Well, good for them because all their their cheese is just trans fat, and that's shit that clogs your arteries. That's no good. It's, it, it's good to see that McDonald's is taking a little responsibility of kind of like the world. Because kind of it, it's the, you, at least the United States is obese because of these fast food restaurants when you used to have mcdonald's super size then they took that away thank god currently in 20 countries only 20 percent of happy meal combos meet the standard of 600 calories or less uh cheeseburgers are still gonna be on the menu they're just taken off of the happy meal portion of that so you can no longer get a cheeseburger happy meal it's like that's your childhood so that's your childhood we'll, we'll see what as a kid i was more of the nuggets. I, I think I was more of a nugget guy and a hamburger. Like yeah. I mean, I always ate cheese, I but I was cheese. I was never yeah. a big cheese eater, though. Right. You know what I mean? Same. And I don't eat cheese on my burgers or my steak sandwiches, so I don't care about but, the cheese part. But, but definitely, man, but, like the the all American burger, though. But don't worry, it's not on the kids' meal. But it still can be. You can request it. True, but don't worry. There's still Big Macs with the cheese, the quarter pound. There ain't going nowhere. Yeah, exactly on. right. The cheeseburger will still be there. The McDouble still available <laughs> over the counter. It's not a prescription yeah. anymore. Uh, <laughs> You can still request the cheeseburger Happy Meal, and portions of French fries will also be reduced in size. The sugar in the chocolate milk will be lowered, and bottled water will be added to the Happy Meal lineup. The Junior nice. Chicken, which is the grilled chicken yep. sandwich introduced in Italy, may also be added to the kids' meal menu. 
chicken you can't go wrong so kids nowadays glad to see italy's doing it right <laughs> yeah well you guys are <laughs> i guess it depends on if you like cheeseburgers or chicken but you're all lucky and or sorry to hear the news i won't be ordering a, a kid's meal anytime but, soon but that's kind of cool though. at least mcdonald's is, is kind of looking out for like the kids a little bit like you well, know they were getting crushed and then they decided let's try all bre- all day breakfast yep. and it didn't really do what they were looking for i, I think initially it probably hit it <clears throat> It just it, it's like oh my god we always wanted you know McDonald's breakfast at, at lunch dinner time mm-hmm. I'm sure it's ha- it had a spike but after kind of the hype calmed down I'm sure it kind of leveled out well because they offered a crazy ridiculous menu for all day it wasn't what the actual people wanted and then they reduced it down to only a certain few yeah. breakfast items available all day and you know as much as McDonald's grosses me out. Every Valentine's Day, like this past week, Ash yep. and I celebrate with McDonald's. So we got big, you know, Big, big Mac, Mac for her, a I'm, McDouble for you me. You know how I feel about Big Macs. And I hadn't eaten McDonald's in a long time. I kind of gave up fast food. It's just a part of trying to yeah, do that's better. That's good. Trying to do better with my habits and my terrible, terrible eating. And uh, it tasted amazing. It it didn't <laughs> Dude, give me like the big, itch. It's a Big Mac. It's. It's everything you need. Like, that's something you should have, like, once a month. Right, and it didn't give me the urge to have it again like it used to. I got it. I'm satisfied. I can move on until the next time there's an occasion that I would need it. It's not something I want to go out proactively and get. But, uh... That's like a little. Damn. That's a little treat. Once it's, a it's month. It's a little treat. That's You're it. Right. Don't go crazy. Don't slam two Big Macs and fries and a milkshake. Just have a little Big mm, Mac and that's it. Milkshake. Maybe sk- maybe even skip the fries. Just have a little Big Mac. Maybe a little six some, piece, some ten nuggets. piece. I was gonna say maybe a little hot some mustard. You're Sweet and go. sour for me. Sweet and sour yeah. for me. But that's okay. I think our differences in opinion, our differences in opinion, <laughs> work out uh, in in the sauce realm. Yeah. I think, you know, we can definitely bounce some ideas back and forth. Sam, let's get into trivia. It is six for you, five point five for me. I am roaring back making a solid comeback and i have realized that the question i ask of you today does not offer a multiple choice and does not offer a half a point so i'm thinking on my feet a little bit if you want you could think for a second i have your question no no no, i already have it i was thinking yesterday i already had this done thinking about it yesterday and i said okay how can i get him an option for a half point i don't want to do one or done so in my mind i have it already that if you get the question wrong I will offer you a, a second option for a half point. Okay. So you will, no matter good. what, have a half point. All right. Sam, your question is, outside of anything Marvel-related, Avengers, Captain America, whatever the case may be, uh, Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans have starred together in two uh, – not starred. They were in two other films together. Can you name one of them? One is immediately jumping out at me. <clears throat> Shit. No Captain America, no Avengers, nothing Marvel. There's nothing to do with superheroes. I think it's called the perfect score. Let me think for a second. She's the, she's a nerd and they have to rob some things. Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans. I think it was called perfect score. I'll go perfect score. Final answer. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got movie knowledge, bro. This is why you're holding popcorn in our new logo. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I forget when I saw this movie, but it was like a little like they're, they're trying to stay steel, like um, answers to the test or quiz that they're doing. The other being the Nanny Diaries. Oh, I would have never got that. Can ever. you name the year the perfect score came out? It's an old one. Um, it's a shame that this year is old. Yeah. Um, this was because Chris Evans was just starting. 
I would say like 01. 04. Okay. 2004. Oh, and the Nanny Diaries was 2007. Sam, that was freaking okay. impressive. Thank you. I'll take That's it. It's a handshake Thank all you. day long. Thank you, buddy. Wow. I appreciate it. That is 7 to 5.5. I ain't making a comeback today. <laughs> well, I originally had a, a first question and I changed it because I stumbled upon this while doing a little research. What actor in 1994 tried to star and produce in a Black Panther movie? I have no idea. I thought maybe you might have heard something like that just because the movie just came out. Um, and 1994. I, and I do have an interesting I, I, names. I'm going to need them probably. Don't give them to me yet. 94. I, I think it's going to be tough if you hear them. Wesley Snipes comes to mind. That's the first name that came to mind. Denzel. But maybe 94 was even a little too early for that. Or late, depending how you look at it. Um, <laughs> Danny Glover comes to mind for some reason. No, come on. That's ridiculous. My man's like 80-something. Even then, he was still like 50, 60. Samuel L. Uh, I wouldn't go with him either. He's too old. I'm trying to help you here a little bit. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um... And it never, it never happened. It never even came never, close. But never originally, they brought Stan Lee was on board. Like it, it was, it mm-hmm. was going. He's got to think who was my, who my was man, popular in the nineties. My man, Ice Cube. Mm-mm. Well, I th- like you haven't reacted necessarily to Wesley Snipes yet, so I'm going to go with it. Just oh, throwing it out there, yeah. Correct. No way. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> dude, good shit, dude. It was oh my, my answers were Will Smith, Wesley okay. Snipes, Cress Williams. And Jamie Foxx. Wow. And I'm just like, who was big in the 90s? Will Smith, Wesley Snipes, Chris Williams was younger because he even said on the podcast with Chris Hardwick, I wanted to be Black Panther. Yeah. And then Jamie Foxx because he was big in the 90s with his show. We are on fire. Yeah, both of us. Good stuff. Holy crap. Last yeah. Two I weeks was, ago, we shocked. both had Mr. Rogers it. questions that we both got right. Last <laughs> week, we, yeah. were, we blazed the trail through Oregon. And today, we, I don't even remember last week's questions. And then today, <laughs> we're rocking and rolling on the most. These are the probably, that's the two hardest questions I'd venture that we asked since we came back from our hiatus. I'll take it. <laughs> Dude, that is insane. I was in the pizza shop last night picking up some poppers from a lady <laughs> and a good old steak sandwich from me. And I'm like, ain't no way he's going to get this. I literally sat in the booth waiting for my food, screenshotted the films with them together. I said, he ain't going to get this. So my my second round to you, if you didn't know it, was going to be, okay, here are the two movies. Tell me one of the two years that they came out. If you got the year that either okay. one of them came out, I'd have given you a half a point. All right. But hot damn. Hey, we'll take it. So it's what? Seven, seven to six, six and a half. Oh, first to 11, win by two. If you're wondering how you get a half point, it's because if you need multiple choice answers, we give you that half point. Uh, if you're new to the show, thank you for coming. Uh, also, uh, if you're new to the show, please subscribe on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating, a review for any episode and or the show. We really appreciate that. That uh, literally leaves the light on. We read all of our iTunes reviews on the show. Uh, so this one, shout out to Taekwondo, a.k.a. Jared. Thank you very much for, for listening, for shooting Sam some feedback about the show, and then for going on iTunes and, and uh, leaving this review. It was a five-star review from Thursday. This was the first podcast that I had listened to from Greg and Sam. He's referring to episode 60. And I must say I was very impressed. 
They delivered a range of topics in an informative yet humorous way. I particularly enjoyed the feeling of nostalgia when listening to the 90s fad segment. I will definitely be back for more and hope to stumble upon a comic book-related episode soon. Awesome. Jared, thank you for, for the kind words, and hopefully we will be having a, hopefully a comic, more comic book conversation. One day, eventually, we'll bring hopefully a buddy of mine, Dom, on the show, because he's really like the, the comic guru. He knows way more than, than I do. I am looking forward to that, because you know my comic book knowledge is, <laughs> is on a scale of 1 to 10, a solid 2. I mean it, but it's solid, though. To 2.5. Uh, you solid. can't get more solid than that solid, <laughs> but uh, I feel like there's not, it's not a liquid, it's not a gas, yeah. it's definitely a solid. Yeah. But it is only a two, yeah. so I would look back to, or I would look forward to stepping back, letting you and Dom do your thing as I eat popcorn <laughs> on the side. As you're playing Switch, as I'm playing Switch, that's right. As I'm playing Switch, as you will see in our logo that I'm like so excited to put on our social media. I can't wait for people to see it. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. But anyway, <clears throat> on to the show. We're gonna start in gaming tonight. And then we're going to move into movies, and I know the movie section is going to be highly anticipated because, Sam, you did see Black Panther, so I'm excited to hear your impressions. Um, Definitely, for sure. I'm excited to see it myself. But we're going to start off in gaming because while they may not have a million uh, gaming stories, there are some really, really important ones and one that I'm looking forward to. Nintendo um, totally is, is trolling the world and continues to do great things because in a call to their, I believe it was their investor call or their quarter earnings report, said that the next announcement that they will be making about their online service that will be launching in September will, quote, be worth the wait. And that came directly from the Nintendo president. I can only imagine I, what it is. I was thinking, cause the, you, this was your, your biggest complaint yeah. on Nintendo Switch. We're not getting a lot of the online. And I need to know. But if it's going to be quote-unquote worth the wait, that just has my jiblies all in a, you on a see, fuzz. He has a, a smile from ear to ear right now. I always do when it comes to my the big red boys, my, my boys at Nintendo. So I'm, September, that's, that, that's become pretty I'm fast. Thinking, I'm thinking it's going to be virtual console or some sort of new uh, Netflix style. That, I, that's the thing I keep going to, is it's that Netflix. they're going to take the Xbox, what they did with Game Pass, and what PlayStation did with PlayStation Now, and turn it into Nintendo with some, they'll put some stupid name on it, but we're going to be able to pay a fee per month or year to play unlimited old Nintendo games. And that is like when I dream at night and my head hits the pillow... <laughs> I, have, I wonder when the Nintendo streaming service is going to be. That's all I think of. And I snuggle up next to my, uh, you know what I mean? I rub my head against my pillow and I kiss my wife goodnight. And I say, honey, have sweet dreams. Because oh, I know God. I will. Jesus, God. But hey, that that's awesome that they, they actually gave you a date. Or not a, like a date, a month at least. Just to get you hyped for it and just keep everyone guessing. I'm sure stuff is going to come out between now and then. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't know. The thing is, they didn't say when this next announcement was going to take place. So now I'm just on bated breath. Now I'm just like, when? Is it today? Is it could be today? Could be no, tomorrow. No, no way. Could be while maybe, we're having May on the show. Maybe June, July seems more of a appropriate time to have an announcement. Well, that's E3. Exactly. That was the main reason <laughs> why I said that month. Uh, there's a fantastic old RPG called Secret of Mana. It's on the SNES Classic. It, it uh, hit Super Nintendo. It was a big success. Uh, really, really solid RPG. Well, PlayStation um, has the honor of... Uh, they acquired the rights to a remaster so they fully rebuilt it i believe it came to pc as well i I have a sneaky suspicion it's going to come to switch and probably xbox in the future but uh it is out now it's 40 bucks for the remaster it is take the 16-bit old game and they just beautifully remastered it i have the review here um and we're going to do our thing where I just read it. Sam guesses the score. I love this new little thing we do here. It's fantastic. I get a lot of fun out of it because I'm a, I'm a cheap nerd. Uh, the Secret of Mana HD Remaster is a bit of an odd duck. 
For every one thing it does to enhance the original, it makes a strange, distracting change or doesn't make an obvious fix. Still, even as I was waffled between loving it for its happy colors and lovable cast and feeling frustrated by its fussy AI and uneven difficulty, I always felt a childlike wonder at its relentless charm. Warts and all... Just making sure I read that right. Warts and all, this classic RPG remains a treat to pick up and play. Secret of Mana HD Remaster makes some frustrating choices, but it's still a p- treat to pick up. 8.5 per IGN. 7.6. Good. I, I was going to say 7.5, but he's like, the joy and this and that. I was like, ah, maybe it bumps up for nostalgia. I have... I, I, I read the whole thing, and I watched... Then I just watched it as well. Um, the review, and I think it was a little nitpicky. It took some points off for they didn't like the character models. I like the character models the way they look. So, but so 8.5 would have been a solid grade, I, right? I had been fine with any score above this. I don't know. Maybe this is probably undershooting it. A lot of people have feedback that they really like the game and yeah. they think it's a really good remaster. Um, by the way, Russia just scored with 0.2 seconds left in the second period against our United States Olympic men's hockey team. But anyway, the Olympic athletes of Russia. But I, I think that this. I, I, I didn't. I didn't beat the original. I'm, I started it about an hour in on the SNES Classic. Uh, I know a lot of people at work. Shout out to everybody at work who was thinking about buying this game. Was really excited for it. I think it's probably a little bit better than they're giving credit for. But and you said it was it was a forty dollar game. It's only a forty dollar remaster. You're not paying full sixty retail. Uh, but hey, you know I. It could be worth picking. I, up. I think forty bucks if you like the original at all. You owe it to yourself. Yeah. It's you. You have to pick it up no matter yeah. what. Capcom's president. I got this one. Who you Hero. Got it. Who you hero Sujimoto, baby. <laughs> says that No, baby was not his name. That was that was that. Says that bringing Monster Hunter World to the Nintendo Switch will be difficult. However, f- quote, from now on, we're looking at how we can support the Switch with our games and that includes Monster Hunter, unquote. So we might not get World because, it, it listen, it's big, it's beautiful, it's sprawling. There's a lot of game to it. Damien just picked it up yep. on PS4. There's a lot, or maybe Xbox. There's a lot to it, so I understand why or how it can't come to Switch. But they may make a smaller version or maybe an older Monster Hunter bring that to the Switch. And obviously Capcom's crushing so it right basically now. Basically so. said, okay, every game we make, we're going to think about Switch. That's exactly right. <laughs> and that's exactly how I read it. 100. That's all, that, every word you're on, it's like, oh, every game Switch? Okay, I got it. <laughs> 100 got freaking percent. Devil May Cry HD will be free. How much? I think it's free. Free for all Twitch Prime members beginning on 227. It's the PC version of the game, but if you're a Twitch Prime subscriber, basically if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber and you use Twitch, it's free. Go pick it up. It is in advance of the HD collection that's coming in March for all consoles. Uh, Well, I don't think Switch is on that, so the the big two, Xbox and PS4. I'm buying that day one. Yeah. It's only 30 bucks. Can't freaking yeah. wait. Now, see, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, so I have the PS3, the HD for, for Double Mike Eiffel. It's like, okay, do I want to try to sell that, maybe make 10 bucks, or do I just keep it just to have the whole collection for PS3 and PS4? You keep it. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was, was debating on. But it's like, if I have it for PS4, I'm never going to play it again for PS3. Just keep it. Yeah. You keep everything. I'm no longer getting well, rid of video games. Just some, keep sometimes them Sometimes space, sometimes it gets, something's got to go and you got to make some sacrifices. You build a closet. Knock a hole in we, the wall. We, we did. We did. <laughs> Next. You have an outdoors. You have a shed. Put it in the shed. Well, yeah. well you don't want to keep shit no, you outside. Don't. You're, actually, you're, you're absolutely right. You don't want to keep media outside where it can be <laughs> cold. Bayonetta 2 uh, has come to the Nintendo Switch. It is out. A lot of things Excuse me. <clears throat> came out. 
this past week. And if you buy Bayonetta 2 online, the digital version, you just get the game. It's 50 bucks, and you just get the game. But if you buy it at retail for 60 bucks in the case, you get Bayonetta 2 plus a free copy of Bayonetta 1. So That's I would awesome. highly advise you <clears throat> excuse me, to go out and pick up the actual physical boxed copy of Bayonetta 2 because it is worth it. Now, do you think other like sequels like... Maybe we should like kind of like jump on the bandwagon. This like okay, let, let's just say God of War. Like when they came out with the second one, just include the first one with it. You think that'd be a good model just to have people to come buy it? If it, I think it's a good practice. If here's the Bayonetta story of why this of how this came to be. Bayonetta one was not a Nintendo game. It was out on Xbox like 360. It was out on PS3. Yeah. Yeah. It was everywhere. Bayonetta 2 came out years and years and years later. Bayonetta one was never the biggest seller. It was never the most popular. Definitely a niche audience. <clears throat> it kind of is like God of War. It's yeah. a beat him up. It's got a female heroine instead of, of Kratos. But she's, she's a giant sword. Yeah. B- big hair that she uses and crazy costumes and guns. It reminds me of the Zambato from Rony Kenshin. Mm-hmm. He has that huge sword. Uh, and, and it's definitely a hack and slash adventure with the RPG elements. A really good, solid action game. Um, but it never really found its audience. So years and years go by, and they announced the second one. Well, what that did was Nintendo took the rights to it got them and it did a wii u exclusive so bayonetta 2 was a wii u exclusive did not come to any other console <clears throat> we all know how the wii well, u i was saying thank god the wii u did, sold a lot of systems <laughs> yeah. and the game was hugely popular yeah we all know how that that worked out for nintendo but it was a mature game because it's definitely mm-hmm. bloody gory and, and all that on a wii u so it was definitely a step in the right direction well nobody freaking bought it and nintendo's sitting on that now they have this franchise so what to do well the switch has already outsold the wii u so now it's it's easy. You have it. You can up, up-res it and port it, and that's why they included Bayonetta 1 because not a lot of people played it, number one. Number two, not a lot of people played Bayonetta 2. Nintendo's making a lot of smart moves recently. They are, and the Wii U version got almost unanimous 10s across the board, 9s, 10s. Yeah. Um, so here's the Switch version of it and its review. Playing through Bayonetta 2 on Nintendo Switch allowed me to relive some of the most exhilarating, action-packed hacks-and-slash moments from the last decade of gaming. The frame rate improvements alone make it a better experience than the Wii U, but the Amiibo... I'm sorry, and the Amiibo-added activated costumes at least put a fun spin on it, even if there's no substantial new content for returning players. It's disappointing that the Switch version can't manage more than 720p on a big screen, but with that said, Bayonetta 2's fantastic art style holds up well. An improved frame rate and Amiibo support make Bayonetta 2 an excellent action game on the Switch. 9.0 per IGN. Yep. Booyah. 9.0 amazing. Uh, I almost went 8.5 because they, they kind of slip in a little, ah, 720, but 9.0 yeah. solid. IGN gave the Wii U version a 9.5. So they went back and did a 9.0 for this one, assuming because it didn't get up to 1080, and assuming because it didn't really add much to the package. That makes sense. Uh, There are some Easter eggs, however, that I was looking at this morning, as a matter of fact, online, that if you scan in some Amiibo, you get like messages when you get these weapons or whatever it offers, but you get fun messages. And there was two Amiibo scans that hinted at Bayonetta 3, which was announced a couple months ago at the Video Game Awards, but there was also another one that said, hey, I forget the, I think her name is Bayonetta, Um, hey... I know you're in that fight club you're always talking about, which she came to Super Smash. Uh, I know you're in that fight club. Next time you make one of those games, bring me along. So maybe, just maybe, a hint that there's a new Smash being developed and that there's going to get awesome. multiple Bayonetta characters. I, I, I'm not, I could be wrong, but I think they might have made an anime, too, of this off the game. Oh, I couldn't. I, I, I will double-check after the show, but I think so. Yeah, I could not tell you. But there's your Bayonetta 2 review. Go pick it up. I would, again urge you to go buy the box copy so you get Bayonetta 1 
and Bayonetta 2. You can buy them separately. It's 50 bucks for Bayonetta 2 and 20 bucks for Bayonetta 1, but you're spending 10 more dollars to get the digital versions than if you just go buy the boxed uh, Get the version. physical copy. And, and plus you have the physical copy. I like physical copies. That's just, I guess that's just me. I haven't gone all digital just yet. Where is it? Ugh. Hmm, did I not? Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, also, another game that came out this week was called Fey. Some people say Fey, whatever, or Fie, um, but I'm going with Fey, F-E. That's what I got. It's this really gorgeous 3D platformer where you're like a fox-like creature in this purple forest. It looks beautiful. You use your voice of song to gather other creatures on your side and stuff like that. It, it looks and had a ton of hype around it. However, Faye is a short-lived platformer that still manages to outstay its welcome in some regards. Its platforming is okay, but unimaginative. Its best ideas like tree jumping and singing affecting the world remain underused. It can be a beautiful game at times, especially with regards to its music and audio design, but not so much so that it hides the rougher edges and undeveloped concepts. Fey is a lovely platformer with wonderful music, but it fails to do anything interesting with its best ideas. 7.0 per IGN. 6.5. You're very, very close. PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It is out on Switch. It does not say it there. But it did come out on the Switch. So underwhelming reviews for Faye. Um, it's okay. It stopped me from buying it because I watched a lot of videos on it. And I said, I didn't know there was a, a musical element to it. And I'm going to stay away. Yeah. Uh, my money will be better you, spent you elsewhere. Got enough, you got enough on your plate, brother. Eh, there's never too much. There's never <laughs> too much. You know what I mean? Like, let's put something on a back burner. You know what I mean? Yeah. I may, I may, I may, I may have spent some work points yesterday. Yeah. And gotten two games. Axiom Verge, which is a Super Metroid-style game, and Kingdom Hearts. Ah, uh, very nice. Very the nice. PS4 remaster of the first four Kingdom Hearts titles. Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and then two of the side games. <clears throat> and it was free, so... And a beautiful PS4 remaster. I've never played them. I played the first Kingdom Hearts for like 15 minutes down at my old shore house when I lost at poker one day with all you guys there and couldn't... I didn't know what the hell I was Aren't doing. are you embarrassed? I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So, uh, but I'm super excited for this. I'm going to dedicate a lot of time to it. It's going to take a while, guys. Yeah, of course. Four or main RPGs. Um, I'm good on time. Give yeah. me till 2019 to finish <laughs> these least, games. At least. But I'm definitely going to be investing some time there. Um, also, an update on Horizon Zero Dawn. I haven't played it since last week. So no update. <laughs> uh, I mean, like that's my update. Is I'm. It's not. It, I don't. I don't feel like I want to go back to it. Another so, another yeah. quick update. How about Pokemon? <laughs> I haven't played in probably three weeks. Uh, let's see, when was the first time I played it? Because that was the last time. Oh my god, and two months ago uh, when it came out. The week after it came out in November. So since November, maybe you know we both you know kind of just let it sit there for a little bit. Let it you know. That's just... what the plan is. The plan is when sw- when the Switch version gets announced finally. When you get closer, when you get hype again, mm-hmm. I gotcha. So my plan is, let's say Switch version is summer 2019. Well, guess what I'm doing this holiday season, just as a nice little warm-up. That'll be two years removed from Sun and Moon, and I'll actually feel like I care. Yeah, so, that makes you Because you, you were Pokemon crazy for a while. I so, still am. I yeah. love it. No, but just playing everything, playing the old games, the new games, this one, that a yeah. remake comes out. Ryan Cunningham has all my games, so if you could get me those back. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. Splatoon 2 is the first Switch game to sell 2 million physical copies in the country of Japan. Japan definitely... Um, what? Zelda didn't sell 2 million that, in Japan? Out of all the freaking games, Super Mario wow. Odyssey and Legend of Zelda that I'm had shocked. since March. I'm shocked. I, I I read this like three times. I was like, that, that, did he Splatoon 2 think maybe first, you made a mistake? <laughs> Splatoon 2 is the first... I thought I was reading a mistake. 
uh, the first game to sell two million physical copies in Japan. I mean, it's nothing wrong with Splatoon two. It's it's a fun it's game. It's a great game. But just considering that Zelda was a was a launch. Mm-hmm. Damn, Japan and, and how, Odyssey. How do you tell me how you really feel about Zelda <laughs> and and Odyssey too? Odyssey sold like nine, ten million copies already. So it shows that the gaming market is alive and well in the United States. Japan definitely thinks about gaming differently than it used to in back in the nineties when the craze of the Super Nintendo yeah. and regular NES and all that was. In, in, it's a little different nowadays. <clears throat> the Xbox is almost non-existent. That should have been your question. Right. In Japan, what was the first game? Two million copies. I would have been like Zelda. Yeah. I'll, right? I'll, make, I'll make it like a year from now. <laughs> I'll completely I'll forget. Just, I'll, just, I'll just revisit from a year from now. Good call out. In episode 111. No, that's too short. In episode 123. Boom. 50 episodes. I'm writing it down. That's a, that's a, that's a year. If you ask me any game questions, Splatoon 2. It's definitely shocking. THQ Nordic. They have purchased a game studio called Koch Media. Uh, if you're asking yourself, what is Koch Media? Uh, well... I will tell you, they are um, the company behind, I believe, is it Dead Island? I can't quite remember. I take a lot of, um, I, tr- I try to get myself ready for the show by taking like a ton of screenshots of all the stories that we're going to talk about that day. But when you have 50 goddamn topics popping up at the same time, it's a little tough. Yeah, they have bought, here it is. They have bought Koch Media, which owns Saints Row, Metro, and Dead Island. They bought them in a 121 million euro deal. Um, Koch Media itself runs Deep Silver, which is Dead Island and Metro's publisher, Volition, which is Saints Row, and Dam Buster Studios, which is the home front, the Revolution developer, all of which will now come under the THQ Nordic umbrella. There are no plans to restructure the acquisition, nor any cost-saving measures on the horizon suggesting the layoffs are unlikely, so at least people's jobs are safe. That's the number one yeah, thing you think good. about yeah. in any acquisition our job security and safety. Well, and you got to think, what was it when the the Disney deal? You heard something. You heard some yeah. number of ten thousand, thousands of people losing their jobs. It's like ah, crap. THQ Nordic also announced that De Blob uh, will be getting a remaster. I believe it's the first two or three De Blob games, or maybe hell, it might even just be the first one uh, in 2018, and that will be coming to the Nintendo Switch along with PS4 and Xbox One. But De Blob is a 3D platformer, getting nines everywhere you look. So apparently, it's something I should investigate. I never played the original, but I'm totally interested. I believe it came to the Wii first. Yeah, off. You say the Blob, and I, I think of the X Men. Oh. Is there an X Man? The Blob, yeah, the big guy. He was um in the was it Wolverine Origins. He was the guy. He was boxing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah so absolutely. That's saw exactly that. what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's one of the few X Men movies I've seen. <laughs> Hot Wheels is making Rocket League working RC cars this fall. That is awesome because I don't I don't if you remember, but back in the day, um, our buddy you know um, Nick Mon and his brother Sal they used to buy and collect RC cars and race them and nitrous and like these things were rock. I mean they I mean just just. Just knowing that there was like a little world and people race like that, that's pretty cool. RC cars are serious business, and we know a lot of people out there yeah. who listen to the show are into that. Um, so how, we would be remiss to not include that in the show yeah. today. But for real, that's really, really cool. Um, hey. to have. I wonder if they have like a little booster in them that lifts them off the ground. Well, I'm sure. Well, I'll throw a soccer ball at one. Well, of them there's we'll a works. whole bunch of kits and stuff like that you can add on these because I remember they'd be there for hours just working on their cars, tweaking every little bit. On it an was, RC car, yeah, it was That's like me with tech decks, dude. I mean, it Changed was no, but it was worse than that. Like, cause it's you're, you got to put like you're you're getting your hands dirty. Tech deck, you ain't getting dirty. <laughs> you never know. Depends if you change it in the swamp, you can get dirty. Oh, yeah, true. 
don't know. That was stretching a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, there is a... Uh, you remember Spyro the Dragon? No. Of course I freaking remember Spyro. Come on. Dude, PlayStation Classic got remastered. Um, uh, like, got re-imaged, I should say, with, like, the Skylanders. He looks like absolute trash nowadays. Did you know what he looks like now? I don't know. I just... You, you remember know what me? he used to look oh, like? On PlayStation, of course. I had it for PS1. That's what he looks like now. He looks like dog trash. Yeah, I, I, I don't like his new look at all. However... This original Spire of the Dragon trilogy is getting a remaster, reportedly coming to PS4 in a timed exclusive later this year. According to Kotaku UK, the remaster trilogy will include Spire of the Dragon, Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage, and Spyro Year of the Dragon. So the first three in the franchise. The three games will reportedly feature all new assets, lighting, animation, cinematics, a remastered soundtrack, an overhaul to the original save system, and PS4 Pro support. An original, I'm sorry, an official announcement is expected this month. The exclusivity deal is reportedly lasting one year, which will then allow the collection on other platforms like Nintendo Switch and Xbox One in 2019. To say this was inspired by Crash, yeah, oh, easily would be a lot. I see. I think that that's awesome because kids nowadays they don't know who the hell Spyro the Dragon is unless like, they do Skylanders, and he looks yeah, like trash. And but we, you know, we grew up like we were kids when Spyro One came out for PlayStation mm-hmm. One. So ninety six, ninety seven, I could see this game like, again taking off just like Crash did. So that's awesome to see that they're going back to old games, remastering them about damn time. I hope. I, I mean, this again is a day one buy. I I enjoyed the first Spyro. And never think, played another. And you're Spyro. expecting forty dollars for all three type of deal. Was Crash 40 or was Crash 60? I, th- I think it was 40. I hope so. I think it was 40. I can't remember. Yeah. But whatever that was, I expect the literal exact same thing. I'm pretty sure it was 40. Whatever marketing they used, whatever uh, price point, whatever anything they had, um, I expect the exact same thing for uh, for Spyro the Dragon. Okay, I'm totally down. You got me. Anybody out there that is yearning for some nostalgic uh, PS1-era action, check out the Spyro when it gets officially announced a little bit later this month year whenever it is because as of right now nothing's official what is official however is psvr is getting a price drop a limited edition price drop so please listen to this because it's starting tomorrow from the time we record this so february 18th from february 18th to march 3rd originally priced at 300 dollars, you will now get 200 dollars Wow. So a $100 price drop for the PSVR headset for the next couple weeks. There will also be some bundles available. The PS4 Doom VFR bundle will now cost $300 instead of $400. That will come with the headset, the camera, the demo disc, a copy of the game. Uh, and I believe there's another one. I cut the picture off, so I don't know. I know there's another game. It might be a Skyrim bundle. I'm not 100% sure, but PSVR gets a big-time price drop. I mean, $100, bucks, That's that is like you said, a big drop, but it's... A small window, so you really have to act on it fast. Well, if they see a bump, a nice bump in sales, this is going to get permanently dropped. Maybe you not think? to 200 maybe to 250 but a couple weeks ago we reported that a new version of the PSVR headset's coming out. They're clearing inventory yeah, for this sense. new SKU. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. But if you don't have it and you want to jump on it, pretty darn cheap. Now, granted, that's only the headset. You're going to need the move controllers and camera. the camera. And it, but it started at 400 Yep. Now you're seeing it, too. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I have the camera already. So all I would need is the headset. Is it, is it worth and the, Does it have you interested? Well, the games are all super expensive. Yeah. So And I don't have all the room in the world on my PS4. True. So for me, I'd rather drive around the corner to my brother-in-law True. still yeah. and play it at this time. But I'm super into VR. I'm... I'm a big fan of it. I am a, an advocate for it. I don't think there's much wrong with it. I, I want there to be 
this movement forward in the yeah. VR gaming space. So kudos to PlayStation for aggressively dropping that price point because it's a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of people to get up off their couch and, and, <clears throat> and make that move. Bando Namkai. Uh, I'm sorry. Namco. Bando Namkai. How about Bandai Namco? <laughs> How about I just butchered both of them? Bandai Namco has an aggressive expansion um, planned, which is really really cool. They're the team that is behind Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, which is just killing the game right now, as we've seen before. But um, they're talking not even just the video game space. They're looking to actually make an impact a- anywhere, everywhere. anywhere and everywhere. I'm, again, trying to find the photo. I don't think I have it. Maybe I deleted, deleted it. Oh, nope. Oh, yep. I I don't know. There's so many damn stories from now that I, uh, that I just don't have it, I guess. Whatever. Um, but they're looking to get into... Uh, New IPs for games, movies, TV, everything. They're looking to really just so aggressively. They, they want their hand in a little bit of everything, right? Which is smart. I don't I, blame them as long as they got the you know the, I guess the money and the team behind it, as uh, as I'm sure they do. Listen, they're making hand over fist money on um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z because I mean, of course they are. Um, Heard nothing but great things about that game. What's up? Heard nothing but great things about I, that. I'm game. just surprised you didn't buy it. I, it's it's in the plan. Like you, like you like you said, money's tight. You got to you know bills come first before I have to get more games and everything. But it's definitely on the list. Here it is. Bandai Namco's future plans include include quote aggressively creating new and original IP. In the company's Q3 financial report, it announced that the creation of new IP, which will sit along divisions for toys, video games, music. A move, uh, amusement and even tabletop games, so not TV and, and not TV and not movies. But uh, the unit will invest aggressively in IP creations and won't just focus on video games. Which is cool about that is I like new IPs. Yeah. I, IP. Oh, you get a lot of indie game stuff like that. You don't just get the big titles, right? Exactly. Yeah. So anything with a new IP, anything I you know, remasters are great, reskins are great. I'm totally cool with all of that. But when you come up with something in this day and age where it's so populated. And you come up with a new IP, that's ballsy, number yeah. one. You could take a Dragon Ball Z, make an amazing new fight around it, give it a new coat of paint, and make it amazing. But they're also going to go with new IPs. Hey, man, toys and all that stuff. Maybe not for me as much as it used to be when I was a kid, but really cool that we're going to see companies just expanding, which is always a good thing, uh, in my opinion. Um, and I was hoping, Sam, that this next story would appease you because I have the Dragon Warriors, um, I'm sorry, the Dynasty Warriors 9. Uh, review, yeah, and I was, I, you know, I know this is one of the type of games that you really like. Yeah, back in the day, I just remember me. It's funny because my buddies, it's, it's you know, you know, Rye, Pat, and Jim. We called them Stick Wood and Log. Yeah. So it's it just funny that we just in their base we would play all the Dynasty Warriors. It was such a fun game. I was trying to. I think uh, the PS2 ones were the ones that hit home the most. They're the ones I remember in that basement playing with you guys. Yeah, like Dynasty Warriors yeah. three and four. Well, after the resounding success of Dynasty Warriors eight, Dynasty Warriors nine feels like a major step back. What's, what's lost in the move towards an individually centered story spread across a massive open world far outweighs the minor benefits that are gained from it. While the excellent button mashing gameplay stays intact, which is important. Yeah. Uh, with great tweaks and additions, it just wasn't enough. The lack of multiplayer, missing alternate game modes, and the emptiness of ancient China left me far from satisfied. Dynasty Warriors 9 moves the franchise in an ambitious new direction with a massive open world, but that doesn't make it be- doesn't mean it's better. Ugh. It's, before you guess the score, it is not a point zero or a point five. It's a point weird number. 7.8 per IGN. 5.8. Oh my god, it got butchered. Mediocre. Ugh. 
That sucks. That's not what you want to hear. Uh, you missed it. <laughs> I, I ch- checked it out, and there's a lot of running around and emptiness. It's a huge game. Oh, it, but they always were. I mean, you, you got to find, you go to the next area. Of course, there's going to be empty terrain. But then you hit a squad of enemies, there's 500 people exactly. surrounding you. Exactly. But I think they has had probably had a problem with what you do in between those yeah, pockets yeah. of enemies. Hey, listen, I'm waiting for Hyrule Warriors for Switch. I'm super excited about that one. I think that's coming next month. Well, I hope so. you get better than a 5.8. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it can. Uh, the game Sea of Thieves, the Xbox One exclusive, coming out, I believe, in March. Um, will add microtransactions. However, uh, it will add microtransactions three months after its release. And it will be for cosmetic rewards only. So okay, skins cool. and stuff like that. No loot boxes. No pay to play. I like that. I like and that. get better. This is strictly cosmetic. So really cool to see, see if these... I was really interested in that game. Matter of fact, in episode 47 or 48, I said I was going to get it if I could find someone to play online with. That has not come to fruition <laughs> so far. But I like pirates. I like that open yeah. kind of sea idea. Um and it's a really funny-looking game. I don't think I'm going to buy it just because I'm not going to play that alone. But I'm really looking forward to watching other people play it or experience it, have a good time, have good things to say about it. I'm starving. You're going to Yeah, yeah that, that, was, all that was Greg's up. stomach. This is the fifth <laughs> or sixth time this episode that my stomach has growled. So you're probably wondering what all that noise is. And it's, it's literally my stomach. Yeah, my uh, microphone picks that, up that's how that goes. everything, including my hunger. I'm going to look back on this a year from now and say, See, well, I'm a professional I and I eat before, so. Well, I can't. It's a little <laughs> difficult for me because we'd never get the episode done. Stardew Valley is reportedly getting a multiplayer beta coming this spring. And by the way, that is Nintendo Switch only. So it's really cool that people are going to farm and together. How do you feel about the, the multiplayer? Well, you know they say those who farm together charm together. Wow. Right? No, you know that, no, right? No, never. never happy knew. wife, happy life, Sam. Happy farmer. Oh, that is a true one. Happy farmer. He's reaching, Happy he's reaching, he's reaching. Yarmir Yager. He's got my nothing. stomach. After all that, his stomach just... You should just let your stomach run out. It's so better. angry at me that even it's like, Greg, you have terrible <laughs> puns. But it's cool because I I lost myself a little bit in Stardew Valley. It's There's so much to do that I've, I haven't played it in, a, in like at you least a like month. You have like 50 games to play. It's amazing you could find any time to pick a damn game to play. And I don't play as much anymore. We been really, really... We finished Friday Night Lights, so we're really watching that. Uh, we, we got in a new show that I'll get into my pick of the week, um, but like not gaming as much as I used to. It's a little bit of withdrawal. Yeah. Maybe that's why my stomach's angry. Yeah. It's usually like, play Stardew Valley, but I, I haven't. This won't really bring me back. I mean, it might. Chris Shriver yeah. might get it, and Sean Carchi might get it. I'll play online with them. You know, Darren, somebody, Ryan You'll Simmons. Be back. You'll be I, back. I'm sure I'll be back, but do I want to farm with somebody? I don't know. I, I've envisioned myself with a little wheatgrass, a little hat out in the hot sun with a, with a hoe or a whatever you want to call it, a rake. Maybe Pour not. yourself a glass of Bloody Marys and maybe they'll have some fun. You never know. Is that what they drink out on the farm? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. This Bloody Mary. I'm thinking just pure bourbon. A little tomato juice. A little wild me. turkey. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Farmer Joe out there. And, that's if you're a cowboy, I think. But Hey, listen. I got to go to the saloon a little later, brother. <laughs> Apparently, we're getting a bunch of snow. I feel like that's not happening anymore. Look at it. It's beautiful outside. They said like two to three inches. It'll be fine. They said three to five yesterday. I wonder what it is now. Uh, I Again, spelling error on the autocorrect, but coming soon to Street Fighter V. And I'm talking yeah, I, three I, days I, from now. I figured now. out what it was because I was I never knew that character. <laughs> coming to three days from now to Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Blanca, a Street Fighter II original. The OG, my boy from Brazil, our electrifying friend. Blanca. 
and they and I bet read a little bit later, it's like yeah, his it's like an animal fighting style. He's a beast, and that's awesome to see that he's going to be on the roster. And you know what? He's been in every Street Fighter, so to like keep him out of this one was always a weird choice as to why he wasn't make sense. in five. Yeah, it didn't make from sense. the jump. They wanted to introduce new characters, and Blanca in Street Fighter Four was kind of cheap. It came out when so I, I was in I, college. I didn't, I didn't you play, play as him. Uh, heavy. I did heavy. Yeah. A heavy yeah, Street he Fighter 4. strong as shit. Uh, well, because he's low to yeah. the ground. Because he's got that animal yeah. fight style. So, for me, I would uh, I would get even lower and do the old swipe. Yeah, that's, that's, swipe, swipe I, the I, leg. I totally swipe the leg. Shit. Dude, Elijah, Lanky, James. Uh, Chuck, they all probably of us, hated it. All of us in our dorm room would play at like, tournaments. And we had a no Blanca rule. No, that's that's fair because, yeah. and I would be, I would definitely co-sign on that. Fred Blanca, he's he's he's, <laughs> he's like he's strong. almost. What, what, what do they call that in like the game when he's just like, OP, OP, yeah, overpowered. They got. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. Here's a little trivia. Here's a little you. trivia for you. When you want to make a strong character weaker, is that nerfing or buffing? Buffing. No, buffing. Buffing is getting stronger. Pissed. It's nerfing them. You got to nerf Blanca. So not you said buff nerf like Blanca. nerf football. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles are coming out. If they're not already, they might even be out by the time you're hearing this. But that DLC pack for Injustice 2 is on the way. Here's the verdict. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles DLC for Injustice 2 is one great fan service filled package for TMNT fans and fits right in with Injustice 2 star-studded casts of heroes and villains. There are four distinct their four distinct sets of abilities and playstyles make it feel like four characters for the price of one. 8.8 out of 10. Sorry, I just had to read that. One. No, that's that's solid. I mean, the, the gameplay that I watched, I just liked how they they're helping each other, and they're just they're just still talking. Mikey still has his pizza. I was like, perfect, they'll fit right in. There, do you remember the game we used to play on Switch after the shows at night called uh, NBA Playgrounds? Yeah, that cool NBA yeah. game. Well, when it came to Switch, it didn't have online, and a lot of the updates were late to yeah. it. So they said that anybody who bought that game early would get a free copy of a new game. Yeah. Um, we reported a bunch of times in the show, and that game was Shaq Fu. Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, that was the, the, a legend a reborn. Ago. Yeah, a lot of episodes yeah. ago. So Shaq Fu, a legend reborn, is finally coming this spring. They finally have an announcement trailer. They don't have an exact date. Very few Switch games on that eShop do, but you will still be getting that free copy. So I will apparently be getting a free copy of a new game. Well, that's okay. If it's one of the free, worst, it's for you, right? One of the worst games ever made is now getting remastered and will most likely be one of the worst remasters ever made. I don't know if it's but like a flat But you're getting it for free. Remaster. You're getting it for free. And I'll play one match. You have, you have, you have to see how down. it is. You oh, have to. Are you kidding me? I could <coughs> yeah, do roundhouse kicks with Shaquille O'Neal. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm totally down. Uh, Choice Provisions has finished Runner 3. It's they sent it to Nintendo for verification. There's a game series out there called Bit Trip Bit Trip Runner, um, and Runner Three is the third installment in that series. I love endless runners. I love games you go left to right, you run platformers, endless runners like Mario Run or Kid Trip. The games that I really really love. Well, the reason this is on this list for me is because Runner Three is coming out. Any minute. It's going to come out probably within the next month or so. That's a day one buy for me. I love left to right, endless runners or platformers. They're my favorite types of games. Hopefully, However. Hopefully it'll, you'll die less than a thousand times this time. Hopefully I will die <laughs> less than a thousand. It was, do you remember the actual number? Was, I think it was like 1,100. 1,300. Jesus God. Sam, I have the top 30 selling games on the Nintendo eShop in 2017 for the Nintendo Switch. What do you think, out of all the Switch games we've talked about forever and ever, these are only downloadable titles. This is not your Marios and no your Zelda. Zeldas and stuff like that. This is indie titles 
on the eShop, what do you think the number one selling game in 2017 was? We have recently talked about this, it. I, I, one jumps out to me is, is Stardew Valley, because I know people did love that game. I would say that. That's correct. Holy shit. Stardew Valley, the number one selling Holy game. Holy shit. You, you're on your game. Dude, I would have never. This is a new Sam. He's a he's a gamer now. Well, dude, again, like I listen to you, obviously, because I want to know more about games. I listen to the platformers because they're, they're all mostly about games. It's because I want to kind of bring a little bit more to the table rather than knowing nothing, just but knowing a little bit, just mm-hmm. so I'm poke my nose in the conversation and kind of just like dip back and let you handle the rest. Number two was Minecraft. Number three was Sonic Mania. That's which good, which I was going to I thought that was going to be on your top 3 games of the year. I know you only played it sparingly, yeah. but you bought it, right? Yeah, didn't I you did, buy I it? did. Yeah. Number 4, Rocket League. Number 5. Gosh, I didn't even think of Rocket League shit. <laughs> number 5, Snipperclips. Love that game. Well, dude, thank that. God cuz I would have said Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> number 6, Overcooked. I have that. Hold on, actually, let's do this. Number 1, Stardew Valley. I have it. Mm-hmm. Number 2, Minecraft. I don't. Number three, Sonic Mania. I have yep. it. Number four, Rocket League. I don't on Switch, but I have it on PS4 yep. and Xbox One. Snipperclips five. I have it. Overcooked six. I have it. Number seven, Shovel Knight. I have it. Num- oh, shit, Shovel Knight, yeah. Number eight, Fast RMX, which is like a F Zero kind of game. Um, don't have it. Number nine, Rhyme. Number ten, Steamworld Dig Two. I have it. I, I think I said Steamworld Dig yeah. Two. Um, number eleven, Super Mario Bros. Versus. I have it. Uh, number 12, Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. I don't, but I want it. Number 13, Blaster Master Zero. I have it. Number 4, one of the Metal Slugs. I think Metal Slug 3, as a matter of fact. Number 14. Number 15, Enter the Gungeon. I have it. Number 16, Ocean Horn. Number 17, Mighty Gunvolt Burst. All the are your speedrunning games are yeah, there. Yeah, baby. Have that one, too. Number 18, The Original Mario Bros. Uh, number 19, and I think the original Metal Slug, it's in Japanese, so it's difficult yeah. for me to read Japanese. I'm yeah. looking for a number. So it's Get tough. on that Rosetta Stone, brother. Yeah. Number 20, Pit Cross. Number 21, J- uh, Thumper. Number 22, Graceful Explosion Machine. Number 23, Art of Fighters 98. Art of Fighting 98, I think. Number 24, Mr. Shifty. Number 25, I, I don't know. Yeah, never heard of that one. It's it's all in Japanese. Yeah. I, I don't know that one. Number six, uh, 26, Brawl Out, which is a Super Smash Bros. clone. Number 27, Human Fall Flat. Number 28, Uno. Number 29, Goner. And number 30, Implosion. So that's your top 30 uh, sellers on the Nintendo eShop for 2017. I have a, almost half of them. Yeah, that's, that's is, crazy. Which is a shame. But they're all 10 15 bucks. It's not like a big investment. But I'm a big fan of all of that. Coming up in games uh, for the week that were, what are we? I guess it would be the week of the 19th, February 19th, which is crazy that we're already almost done February. You would think that time doesn't go as fast. Oh. At no. all freaking times. Uh, we have the Station, Premium Pool, Arena, Deadbolt, Apex Construct, the TMNT DLC. There you go. Yeah. Comes out Tuesday, it looks like. Metal Gear Survive comes out Tuesday. Age of Empires, Definitive Edition, Symmetry, Conrad the Kitten. That sounds great. <laughs> Little Adventure on the Prairie. Um, oh, oh, damn it. February 21st, Rad, uh, Rad Rogers comes out. I was looking into that game. That looks pretty freaking good. I think I might have to so jump on beat, that one. Beat the two that you beat that you just bought. If it's on Switch, <laughs> though, I might have to jump on it. You never know. Oh, I also got Axiom Verge, like I said earlier, on Switch, so I got to beat that, too. Uh, the Blob 2, 
Well, there you go. There's your the Blob ones getting that remaster. And that is it for now. So some good stuff. Maybe not the biggest stuff ever uh, this coming week. But that is the section on gaming. Sam, we have arrived. It's finally time to talk some movies, some television. Yep. I'm excited. Black Panther is tracking for 190 to a 215 opening four-day weekend. That would potentially beat Deadpool for the best-ever February opening and the best-ever President's Day weekend opening, and it made $25.2 million on Thursday alone. That is second for all MCU films behind Civil War. Yeah, and I, you know, I saw Black Panther yesterday with Dom and his wife, Hannah, Directed by um, Ryan, Ryan Coogler. Coogler. They his, want him to come back. His third, that was his third directed movie. All his movies starred Michael B. Jordan. That's and really and cool. his, Was he Chronicle? Yeah. No, 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 he wasn't. Creed? He, Creed he, no, yeah, he directed Creed, and I forget the other one. It was something before Creed. But And his fourth one, it's already, like, yeah, like Michael B. Jordan's attached already. So he, he that's like a uh, Michael Caine and Christopher, Christopher Nolan type of deal. Like every yeah. movie he's in, he just brings Michael Caine. Yeah, Kevin Feige had said yesterday, actually, I believe it was on Twitter, I don't remember where, that he wants Ryan Coogler to come back and direct the Black Panther sequel. He already said that yesterday. That, that, that makes sense. For for what he created in Black Panther, I, I think he did an excellent job. Uh-huh. I'm hearing um, mixed things. I'm hearing it's the next best thing since sliced bread, and I'm hearing that it was just well, not, not say so, I'm not going to say it's the next best thing since sliced bread, but I'm gonna, I will say it's one of Marvel's better movies. I would great. say that's in the top ten easy. Good. Um, Sorry. Chad, Chadwick Boseman did a great job as always. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan redeemed himself from Fantastic Four's absolute... I mean, I, I can't blame that all on him, but... That whole movie was was garbage. It was fantastic. I look but at, listen, anybody Vince Howard, the best quarterback in East Dillon Lions history, made the transition to Wakanda and is is Killmonger. He's he became when he didn't get drafted by the NFL, he became mm-hmm. a supervillain mm-hmm. in Wakanda oh. in the Marvel universe. That's just connecting Friday Night Lights it's, to the MCU. It's it's full circle. Um, it was, it was maybe a little long. It was like two hours fifteen minutes, but mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, did it feel like it was two fifteen? It did. It, it did. It, well, my back's been hurting, so I, that might have had something to do with it. Ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> I love it. But um, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, had two, had an end credit scene, and then had, a, of course, at the end, mm-hmm. you had a nice like end a mid-credits credit scene, and then an end. Yeah. You know, there not it was the, the end one was the be- the best one, which sure. I was waiting for. Um, I think the whole cast did a great job. Forrest Whitaker did good. You had an actor from um, Civil War. He kind of shows up, kind of like keeps everything tied together. Cool. Of course, you have your Stanley cameo, which was was, was it was, was there a funny. bunch of cameo? We don't have to get the names, but there was a was there a lot of cameos? No, there, from, there was not a lot. So it's centered around yes. Black Panther. It, well, could, well, they said that they're they're kind of they want to stand alone with this Black Panther type of deal. Right. But you have your few characters that kind of sure. tie it together. Sure, um, you had Danny Gurria from Walking Dead as Michonne. She was awesome. She messed some people up with a spear. It's <laughs> cool. But this movie is going to make a boatload. It had two hundred million dollar budget. I could see this easy making over eight hundred million. Now, is this, is this gory? Is it violent? Is it? Oh, is there language? Like what? No, what kind I, of audience is this tailored for? I wouldn't. You know, PG thirteen. There's there's not too many curses. The action was was pretty good. You know, it's sporadic. It's sporadic throughout the movie. But for what they gave you, I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. You had Andy Serkis was awesome. Cool. He he, he never disappoints. So that that was it. Was, it was just a, it was a fun movie to CG go into heavy, something different. Yeah, it, it was. You're in Wakanda. You're vibranium right. all around. Of course, you're gonna have CGI. Half the prime movie they shot in green screen. Did they do Wakanda justice? This is the I, first I, time you really saw I, it. I think they did. They kind of show you like kind of like it's like it's, it's in Africa. You see like different tribes and other. That's cool. So it, it, they they they. I think they did. 
the best they could have done with Black Panther. I, I don't think they could have did any better if they tried any, you know, had more time or whatever. I think they did a great job. So obviously you would recommend this. Oh, I, I, I definitely recommend it. To me, when it comes down to Blu-ray, it's a day one buy for me. Rewatch. Now, is there a subset of an audience that you don't think it's for? Like, let's say, DC fans? Could they see? Like, well, you know I mean, how- well, I'm a DC fan. So right. to me, that, that to me that whole DC against Marvel is bullshit against Marvel. DC, to me, that's crap. Okay. I, I can, like... I can like both. I, I don't just have that. to like one. I very much appreciate it. You know, I saw day one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And would I see it again maybe in theaters? Maybe. Just because mm-hmm. how... You, know, you always pick the second time to watch. I always say the second movie watch is always the best. You pick up on the little things you miss. Mm-hmm. But every, everything was there. I think it was a great job. IMAX 3D you saw it in? Just IMAX. No 3D. Okay. But it I was, was, it was worth it. the 3D effects would have been. Oh, but I'm, IMAX, the sound, sound quality kicked oh, ass. Oh, loud as shit. How was the soundtrack? Good. Yeah. Again, you, all like the even the trailer, like that little that one like um, that one beat, a techno beat, you kind of hits it. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm in it, you know. So it was it, it was cool. Michael B. Jordan definitely delivered here as Killmonger. Like I said, he he made up for his his path. Like, I I loved him in Creed. I loved him in Chronicle. Just fantastic for that was just a misstep in his his little career there. Right. But I think he he really made up for it. Like you again, Marvel because Marvels in their movies they're bad guys. All they have is Loki. Mm-hmm. You know they had Red Skull, but you haven't seen him since the fr- friggin' the first Captain Captain America movie. Right. So that's we're gonna always, get a lot of Thanos. But that's all they got, right? That's all like they're gonna rely on is this big cable Thanos. Too. Yeah, cable well, that's, cables. That's it's a played by the same guy. Yeah, I know, it's, it's funny, <laughs> but and but that's isolated. Deadpool is not really yeah. in with the Avengers right now, so I got it. Um, but well, I, I think it's definitely worth a watch. I, I think if you go, you go see it. You'll go with an open mind. I think you'll really enjoy the movie. Chadwick. Oh, he dude, he's the man. Chadwick's so, the man. Would you say who had the better performance, Chadwick or Michael B? Chadwick, hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. Oh, dude, awesome. he's, he's. I, I mean, from um, was it Jack? Was it Jack? Forty two. Forty two. Um, and just when, just when I, I loved him in Civil War alone. So yeah. I knew I was going to like it already. Just again, of course, it's Marvel. Stay till the end. You won't be disappointed in the end credit. This brings us to our top three for the week. And we're switching it up from top three best to a top three worst or maybe a bottom three. Uh, our top three least favorite Avengers from the film. The, then it doesn't mean we hate them, but it's just something that we want to mm-hmm. just get exactly. something different. This is not top three Avengers we hate. This is just the three Avengers that don't necessarily rub and, us as and, well and as the rest. Real quick, I didn't count Quicksilver because to me he wasn't like like he wasn't on the team. Because okay. if if he was, he would be my number one least favorite. Because I don't right. give a shit. Right. And and uh, just a quick one for me again. Um, this is number three would be we we like him the most on this list. Number one would be our least favorite, just to give everybody a heads up. Number three, Sam Wilson, aka Falcon. Just feel like he's just a guy with tech, just a human, like just compared with Thor and everyone. I mean, I I like I like um Anthony Mackie. I think he's a great actor, yep. but just compared to the Avengers, me number three. He is definitely uh, not one of the main you know Avengers. He's definitely a side character. I'd like to see where he goes in. Uh, Infinity War, but definitely could agree with that. He could one go in the can. We don't well. know yet. <laughs> you never. Well, they didn't kill War Machine when they had the chance. Mm-hmm. Those freaking babies. Mm-hmm. My number three. The Boo Birds are gonna come out for this one, uh, but I've only seen him in the Avengers. Haven't seen his own films. Going with Thor. Uh, Oof. And and it's a hurt piece. I never. I didn't see Ragnarok. I didn't see that's the, probably the why. Two that's probably Thors. the reason why he's on the list. And I'm sure that when I see those movies, mm-hmm. I'll change my tune. But I haven't yet. But from what I've seen in the Avengers, you know. 
He does his thing, but you said it. Loki is the main villain that mm-hmm. the MCU has right now. I think Loki is a more interesting character in the Avengers films, mm-hmm. the, at least the two that we've seen, than Thor. And then Thor runs off for most of the second one, if not all of it. So it's you don't see him that much. And now we don't know what he's doing. You find out through Ragnarok yep, and all exactly, that good stuff. Exactly. But as strictly that's, talking about the Avengers, yeah. that's what we're talking about now. He's disappointing, to say the least. He didn't have... you don't. I didn't get a sense of his of his strength. He had that one really cool fight scene in the first one with the Hulk in the woods at night. Um, I believe it was maybe was, it was Iron that Man. Was the cap, it was Iron that Man. was the Cap, Iron Man, and Hulk. Yeah, it was it was it was uh, in the woods at night. I think Loki even shows up or something like that. That was a really cool scene. But outside of that, there was nothing that said, "Oh, there's Thor. Gotta pay attention." I mean, I, I could see I could see exactly why you're saying that because you see Thor Ragnarok, and I know the first two right. Thors weren't the better of the Marvel movies, so right. I can understand. And, and that. I am excited to see yeah. Ragnarok as, as, as you should be. I don't I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Right. I'm sure I'll change my tune, but yeah. as of now, my number two, I went with Scarlet Witch. I mean, I like Elizabeth Olsen. She's my bae. She's, 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 of course, a cutie. But just with her, like, I, I never, you know, really read her comics back in the day. So I never got invested in her. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, she's strong as shit. Yeah, she gets with Vision. And, so I was going to say, she's awesome, got a weird awesome, crazy. Vision. And so it's a little weird thing for me. So, I mean, I, I appreciate her character. She's strong as shit. But compared to the Avengers, she's on the bottom of the totem pole. Just because it's Elizabeth Olsen, she's not on my list. I love Elizabeth okay. Olsen. I have a... I have an affinity for hey, it. Hey, I, I, ching But hey, I, there's nothing wrong with Elizabeth Olsen. I'm just saying this. I, I for Scarlet Witch, she's on the bottom. Well, I have another heroine as my number two, and that would be Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> I think, like, what does she do? She's got she's guns. a spy, right? She's got guns and she does flips. And I think we're going to see a really cool solo film from her. And again, when we get that solo film, my tune might be changed. But like when they give her more to do, when they give her a little bit more to do, the first scene you see her in, and I know it was staged, but she's tied up, and you know I love that she gets out of it, and she like that was all fake. I know she didn't need to be tied up. If she wanted to get out, she would have. She she she's a badass, right? She is a badass, but like there's not and i and i'm looking a lot at the at civil war and and then age of ultron like you have the weirdest i think the reason she's on here is that stupid forced weird almost love story with, Cap. with, with hulk oh yeah the hulk i would say, i would more say the cap thing i expected her and hawkeye to do something here and then we find out in the second one hawkeye's got a family right. and all that good stuff and that kind of shot you down so she just goes for bruce and she's like hey bruce look at these jibbles and i'm like not all about yeah. that i just thought it was a forced Weird. You, I watched old Age of Ultron recently. I, I was like, this is—it's it's been making the round on cable stuff like it's that. Really recently. forced. Yeah. So that's all. That's the biggest reason I would say that she's on here. Is again excited for her solo film, but for me, I am totally not into yeah. the whole Force Bruce Banner love arc. Yeah. So my number one, War Machine. Yeah. I think they had a perfect chance to kind of send him off a little sacrifice. Yeah. And but they couldn't let him go. I, I, I Don I, Cheadle, baby. I like Don Cheadle. None against him. I loved him in House of Lies. Sad that show got canceled. Yeah. I, I would have loved to see Terrence Howard appear as him in the second one, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, that didn't happen. Just, again, he's just like a glorified Iron Man with just a shit ton more weapons. So, my number one. And uh, I couldn't, I don't see a problem with any of that, um, but I am going with Quicksilver as my number one. Okay. And well, far and, and away. And the reason I, I, he would have been my number one, I just, he just wasn't like, he had a half, like, what do you have? 10, 15 minutes screen time total? Like I, you like can he, argue Falcon, same thing. But Falcon was in, like he was in the movie. He. You can actually argue with with Elizabeth Olsen's character as well, same thing. But, as they have brother and but sister. But if they didn't have Civil War, and that's where kind of Falcon played more of a part, 
Right. Scarlet Witch played more of a part. No Quicksilver. Quicksilver had that one best scene. You know, did you see that coming? Like, ah, he, he didn't do nothing for me. It was stupid. I like too. Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's a shame, but I, I don't know just, if I do. <laughs> see, I, I, liked I like him in Kick Ass. I, I liked do, him in but... Savages. I liked him in all the products. Did you like did. him in Godzilla? Because him and Elizabeth Olsen are in Godzilla as lovers, and now they're brother and sister in Avengers. And I think maybe my number one is on here because of my jealousy that he got to make out (laughs) with Elizabeth Olsen in Godzilla, and I didn't. But I'll take the sacrifice of not having a giant monster in my life uh, to make out with Elizabeth Olsen. But no, in reality, I just thought he was a boring character. Terrible Russian accent. Um, his death scene was completely and one of the underwhelming. I was kind of hoping that if I didn't pick him, you would have him just so I could bring oh, another know. character in. Okay, you, so you know I'm me. I'm glad we're on the same page. Oh yeah, he is the worst of the worst in the Avengers and uh, of the Avengers. And I think that this top three or bottom three is going to probably get some like yo. But it, again, it could. it's not like we hate any of these characters no. except for maybe Quicksilver. It, it, it's just tough when you're like at least it was different. It's like ah, oh, who who are my three at least? Like I struggled a little bit. Yeah. So. Sony had a chance, and you probably read this over the past couple of days. Sony actually had a chance to acquire all of most of, if not all of Marvel's characters' film rights for a very low sum of money. Did you hear any of this or read any of this over the last couple of days? Thank God it didn't happen. It is. It's surprising. It's a surprising story to say the least. And I was was before they. It was before Iron Man. So it was before everything took off. Right, and so we had no idea. I mean, everything is obviously uh, like. 2020 vision, yeah. I guess if you want to say, or hindsight, 2020 hindsight. But in, this is from a, a book. So Ben Fritz, he wrote a book um, called The Big Picture, The Fight for the Future of Movies. And here's an excerpt from that movie, or from that book. In 1998, a young Sony Pictures executive named Yair Landau was tasked with securing theatrical screen rights for Spider-Man. His company had the DVD rights to the Web Slinger, but needed the rest in order to make a movie. Marvel Entertainment, then only a famed name in the comic book world, had just begun trying to make film deals. The company was fresh out of bankruptcy and desperate (laughs) for cash, so its new chief, Ike uh, Perlmutter, uh, responded with a more audacious offer. Sony, he countered, could have had the movie rights to nearly every Marvel character, Ant-Man, Thor, Iron Man, Black Panther... For only $25 million. Wow. Mr. Landau took the offer back to his bosses at Sony, whose response was quick and decisive. He recalled in an interview, quote, Nobody gives a shit about any other Marvel characters. Go back and get a deal for Spider-Man. Wow. So Sony, we could be sitting in a world where Sony owns the MCU and could have required well, the whole thank, thing. Thank God their ex have no idea what they're doing. For $25 million. They, we would be in a different well, world. Well, they right would have ruined the entire MCU. Like, they, they butchered me. Don't get me wrong. I, I will always like the first two Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. Always. But the third one was shit. And the Amazing Spider-Man I liked. The second one, maybe not so much. Yeah, the first one I thought was okay. The second one, again, not, not the greatest, but... Phew. How about that wow. first story? Thank God they did not buy that. $25 million for the rights to everyone. And again, the only reason right now that Iron fire, Man and Captain America and all those guys are what I they are. I would fire every executive that's still on Sony. <laughs> you all got to go. Is because of the MCU. It's the only reason that that's so big. Is Thank God. MCU. Thank you for saying no and just get, and just getting Spider-Man. Thank you. Beyonce and, El- and now Spider-Man's back at home safe. In the MCU, for at least the a uh, little, at least a little bit, uh, for at now, least a little bit. Because yeah. it's not he's not a hundred percent at Marvel. It's, it's, still it's a handshake and a, and a money deal. Yeah, a handshake and a millions and, and millions. And, of dollars. Yeah, and it's in a boatload of cash. Beyonce and Elton John are creating a new original song for the Lion King live action film, specifically for the end credits. 
I mean, okay, okay. I, I, I figured that since Beyonce was already in the main star, I figured she would add a song. But it's cool that she's Elton John's well, It's cool out. it's Elton John's yeah. in there, and I think there's going to be five total Elton John songs in there. But I look back on the Beauty and the Beast live action and how they absolutely butchered the end credits version yeah. of... Um, I heard a lot of people say about What's that. It? What the hell is it? Uh, is it Tales Oldest Time. Mm-hmm. They just butchered the ending. And they made it. It's like Ariana Grande yeah, or something. Did it was, and complete it, trash. It, it's, it's either you loved it or you hated it. And I, I, I'd say a lot of people hated it. A lot a lot of the original Disney fans hated it because you just – it's they almost technoed yeah. like an original classic. Yeah. And I have a feeling that they could do that if they took a new song – or I'm sorry, an existing song. But they're doing a brand new one from the ground up. Which is why I think this is a little different. Yeah, which, which is cool. I, I, and two, obviously, well, Alan John's retiring, touring this year, so it's yeah. good to see that he's in this movie. Going to have a little, nice little song and walk his way out. The Incredibles two got a trailer for the for the first time, and uh, I watched it. Did you watch it? I did. It, it didn't. I didn't, I, really again, I didn't finish the first one. So, and I watched it 14 years I, ago. I thought so. that maybe would have affected it, but I heard a lot of people basically saying the same thing, like, eh, like I don't know, like I'll, I'll say it, but it, it you know, didn't. Jump at me. It's focusing on the baby. Yeah. I forget what the baby's name is. It's was, I, was the baby a big point of the first movie? I, it's fourteen years since I saw it. Only saw it once. Never saw it again. Couldn't tell you. There are bigger right, Incredibles that's, fans out there that's than fair. us. Uh, so I, I honestly do not know. But it was a it was a good trailer. Don't get me wrong. I didn't think anything was like jumping off the page. That yeah, it didn't say like, oh my god, stop what you're doing and go see this movie. Like I didn't get that feel. No, 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 no. I didn't get that. But I also didn't get like a, ooh, they gave away too much or this is going to suck. I, it's just a Disney Pixar yeah, or whatever just, it is. Trailer. Dead, dead neutral. Like, eh, okay. I will not, I will not no. be seeing it um, in it, theaters. It, it may not be a theater watch. Yeah, I, if it comes out on cable eventually. And, unless I watch, rewatch the first one and absolutely love it, then maybe. Disney is headed to court over Zootopia again. Total Recall screenwriter Gary Goldman filed a second lawsuit against the Walt Disney Company claiming that the House of Mouse stole his artwork, dialogue, characters, themes, setting, and plot structure. The lawsuit was filed in the Los Angeles Los Angeles Superior Court. It's the second time Zootopia got a lawsuit against it. Oh, to me, it sounds like that it's true because, you know, why would you try to sue them the first time or they get sued the first time? Now it's the second time. And I'm sure that Disney has a boatload of money. They could kind of drag it along if they really wanted to in court. I'm sure they could just settle or just dismiss it. It depends on the evidence. I mean, do you want to just... Well, dis- they, got, they got a lot of FU money, so I'm pretty sure they could settle. A report from the Belfast Telegraph suggests that the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie will begin filming in Ireland with Ewan McGregor later this year. But this report does make a lot of assumptions. The Telegraph does say that it will be happening. Um but there was a story that the only reason this is a story is because George Lucas was found in Ireland having breakfast. So they all thought that he was there because of this movie. Well, a lot of deals now. People are eating. Movies are being made. No, but I, I hope it's true because I, I want to see Ewan McGregor come back because he was the best part of the, the three that Lucas directed. I don't. I'm good with it. I want to see it. I don't believe in reports like this just because George Lucas was in Ireland. The man's allowed on a vacation. If he's at an IHOP, that doesn't mean they're going to oh, be making it. If, if I saw him at an IHOP, it's getting made. That's Did you get all pancakes or waffles? Waffles? Waffle almost sounds like Darth Maul. Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. I don't know. <laughs> Completely made that up. I should have prepped that one. A Batman ninja. We, we, uh, well, that movie, we talked about it months ago when they released the Japanese trailer. It was really freaking cool. The art style was really cool. Well, it not only got an English trailer, it got a release date for May 8th. 
I didn't expect it this soon. Like, cause we we heard, we like I remember I mentioned it on the, like a, a few episodes ago, like a while ago, and basically saying like I read a rumor of Batman Ninja, and then it was like three weeks later, it was like bam, here's the trailer. So it was quick turnaround. I mean, I, it's not like the cast was gonna make me not see this movie. I'm going to buy this movie. I I love anime, obviously. So to me, this style was perfect for me. Like I know a couple people feel some sort of way, but then people really? don't watch anime, so they don't understand the art style. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think it looked badass. Like, I saw Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah. Absolutely freaking loved it. I thought that was great and I nice. I need to borrow that. And nice interpretation on Jack the Ripper type I need of to deal. Borrow that. Yeah. And I don't think, like, I did, because I don't remember reading, I might have read the comic years ago, but I didn't remember who, the, how they do the villain. I didn't. I didn't pick up on who who it actually was until it happened. I was like, "Oh shit!" I wasn't. I was expecting somebody else. I wasn't expecting who it actually was. So definitely check out Gotham by Gas. I thought that was awesome. But May eighth, another day one Blu-ray buy for me. I can't wait. The trailer was incredible. The Joker looks insane as an anime villain. He looks insane. He, Batman looks great. Harley Quinn looks great. Dude, I mean, every Robin I mean, looks great. All the Robins. You had Nightwing. Uh, we saw Gorilla Grodd. Very shortly, but we did. I texted you. I was like, was that yeah, Gorilla Grodd yeah. I saw in there? So it looks like there, there's going to be a lot of Batman villains. Right. It's in, feudal, it's in feudal Japan. Samurai Batman almost. And um, it is legitimately an anime. And it looks really, I, really I, good. I mean, we always say it. DC always does a great job on these animated films. And mm-hmm. kind of like going, stepping out of the, the box for a minute with Gotham by Gas. Like now like having this Batman Ninja. Like I think it's a great idea. And I think, I think it's going to... And Hopefully are, it gets reviewed well. And these are things that wouldn't necessarily translate to a live-action big screen, but they're perfect oh, yeah. for the Blu-ray release right to your your TV in your basement or living room. Um, Blu-ray, absolutely and, and, fantastic. And, and, and Gotham by Gas like, just came out this month, February, right. and you're having another one in two months? Like That's awesome. It's, I mean, it's going up against... Great time to be a nerd. It's, it's going up against Avengers and Deadpool, and it's DC's trying to get their footprint but, in that huge two-week and, span. And, but the thing about this, like, this ain't going to theaters. This is right, right to Blu-ray. Yeah, you'll get it digital a week or two before, but I mean, like, like you, can you and buy I, we this, like that physical copy. You can buy this for the price of an IMAX ticket, yeah. and you can have this forever in a Blu-ray case. So, I mean, and it's directly between May and, 4th and May 18th. It's May 8th. And you it's buy, right there. And you can buy digitally, put on your PS4, your tablet, laptop, whatever you want to do. So it's awesome. Get Out is coming back to theaters on February 19th, so on Monday, uh, at 7 p.m. for a free, free screening at select AMC theaters. If you want to know if your AMC theater is on that list, go on AMC's Twitter page, um, and you can check out the list of theaters. But that's pretty no, freaking I, cool. Out of my 28 years on this earth, I don't ever remember hearing... AMC doing a screening of a movie for free. I think I went to one. Okay, I don't remember. I think when I was a child, I went to Babe. Wow. The pig movie. Yeah, I, I, I know exactly what the movie is. <laughs> I forget I, the I, old man, what he says. I mean, I've That'll had, do, pig. That'll I mean, do. when I saw Batman v Superman, our you know, a friend of the show, Steve Steffenhopper, he got free passes to the show, but that wasn't like, hey guys, come on, AMC, free show, t- 7 a.m. You know, yeah, 7 I, had free, I had free passes to see the original Ted but uh, just like you, that was a pass. Yeah, exactly. Pass. So, but this is that's pretty cool. Go for, good for AMC. Yeah, free screening because guess what? They're still gonna make money on concessions. Oh yeah, eight dollars, eight dollars for a large pop for a movie that's already on HBO. You know what I mean? Like they could just watch it from the comfort of their own home. But to get that theatrical experience on a one night only, True. the room is doing something similar. It's, where it's, it's selling out theaters across w- country. When you're watching a movie with an audience, it's always different than if you're just watching it by yourself. Right. LeBron James is producing a House Party remake. Do you remember? House Party from the 90s? Years, yeah. I mean, it's about a kid faintly. who literally throws a house party. Yeah. 
Uh, there's, I think, three of them. I'm not 100% on that, but there was definitely a sequel. Now, is, is LeBron two. starring in the movie? He's just producing it okay. as of right now. It's being written by Stephen Glover and Jamal uh, Olerum. Um That's all I know for now. Yeah. That, that, I don't that, that, know that's kind of cool to have a little remake. He, it, Space Jam 2 is still up in the air for him starring, so who knows where his I acting for, chops are at. I forget the movie title, but for Black Panther, you see a trailer for... Um, it's, it's like some basketball movie. Um, like It's like... Like real guys that they retired, or like Shaq's in it with Reggie Miller. Like they all got like this fake hair. It it it, it looked. I me and Don were cracking up. It looked it looked kind of funny, but it, it, this kind of would have reminded me. Like, would it be a spoof like something like that? Like that'd be. I think it'd be hilarious. Cicerio two Soldado. Whatever. Two <laughs> Soldado. That director Stefano Salima is in talks to direct the Call of Duty film uh, with Activision. Call of Duty and Activision are trying to create a Marvel-like Call of Duty film universe with a toy line coming this fall. The action figures will be coming from McFarland Toys. That's interesting. I, didn't, I wouldn't expect that for Call of Duty. I mean, they film got universe. Oh, they you, can do, you can do World War II, then bring it up to current, I mean, I, then you I, can go modern, then you can go advanced. I do love the, like, the World War movies, stuff like that. I always do like the movies. I, I, I mean, if it seems like a good idea, but it's going to be very expensive. Dude, there's a, here's my problem. It's not even necessarily a problem. It's just like a, here's a some like a hurdle for them. There's a lot of war movies out there. Yeah, a lot of things that have already been done. What is Call of Duty going to do new outside of like advanced warfare with jetpacks and super jumps? I mean, instead of Call of Duty, I'd rather see like a Resistance film series right. type of deal. Even like a Gears of War or oh, a, of a, you know what I mean. Like the, there are game series out there that could make very solid movies. Call of Duty to me is just generic yeah. war shooter. So to to me, something. it came out of nowhere. Yeah, like I wouldn't expect it. They're gonna have to do something. James Hetfield, lead singer of Metallica, has been cast as Officer Bob Haywood. Uh, Hayward, I'm sorry, the cop who caught serial killer Ted Bundy in the upcoming film Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Moving on, Arnold Schwarzenegger has been cast in Kung Fury, a full-length sequel to the cult short film of the same name. I am just excited to watch Arnold. You're smoking. I know. I'm excited to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger as a freaking samurai. Not a samurai, in, but like a kung fu artist. In, 100% in. This is Expendables 4, everybody. This is the step. I, when that comes out, I'm going to see that immediately. Arnold Schwarzenegger with a samurai sword. In. Did you watch, do, you, do you plan on seeing Kung Fury? When Arnold Schwarzenegger... If, if, if I if all they need to show is him a teaser walking out in a kimono, I'm in. Early Man, uh, the film that's like a claymation almost, stop motion type of deal. Uh, Early Man relies too often on cheap gags for its laughs rather than finding them naturally in its characters or story. It's a shame that the prehistoric setting feels ripe with possibilities but ends up feeling... <laughs> wow. This is actually a little rough. I'm sorry. But ends up feeling incidental, a, p- a pretense for its central sports narrative, which just isn't that compelling. It's a shame since it has so many of the ingredients that served Artem well in the past. Oddly cheap, uh, chipper characters, distinctive animation, moments of weird anarchy, but lacks the wit and charm of its best characters. Early man lacks the warmth and wit of his early creations. 6.0 per IGN. 6.5. Yeah, I guess that's... I have review. zero interest in Early oh, Man. I, I would never see it, but okay. Paddington's director, Paul King, is in talks to direct a new Willy Wonka film. This film will be a prequel to the original, and it will follow Willy Wonka on his adventures before ever meeting Charlie. I don't know how I feel. I, is that in the rundown, or did I add no, that no, on Friday? No, it, it, okay. it's there, but it, I still... The Gene Wilder is well, is always a classic. The Johnny Depp, I feel like, missed the mark a little bit. It was a Tim... Wasn't it Tim Burton? Yeah, but... 
I just that's one you kind of leave alone. I think I don't. know. That's one like you, you shouldn't touch. A Willy Wonka prequel though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't need that in my life. He's he's a mysterious figure. You wonder how he got the factory and how he came up with these ideas. I can almost see a lot of value in this as a Netflix ten episode series, okay. as opposed to an sense. hour and a half to two hour completely yeah. condensed film. I would want this to be spaced out of his adventures, not just one or two films. So I would actually prefer this as a Netflix series. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on that one. Chris Chris Columbus, not Christopher, he was behind Harry Potter and Rent. He will write and direct the Five Nights at Freddy's film, which is also another video game film. It's a horror series where animatronics spook you and try to kill you and stuff you into their animatronic suits. <coughs> Sounds like a lovely film. Exactly. <laughs> Skipping the next story because I don't care anymore. Um, then we're on to Full Metal Alchemist. Do you care? No, no, no. You're, you're fine. Good. I just want to make sure you didn't care about V, the movie. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist is live action, and it's coming to Netflix on 219. That is freaking two days from now. It's Monday. You're probably going to be all over this. I mean, I, I never... It, see, it's... Uh, after seeing like the trailer and stuff, like I'm... It, it, I kind of want to watch the anime a little bit. Just you never to, watched Full Metal Alchemist? I, I watched a few episodes because I know my boy Dan used, loved, absolutely loved the show, so that's where I got my knowledge from, hmm. but I wasn't invested as he was. This is surprising. You're an anime guy. Yeah. I really thought this, Brotherhood, were right up your freaking alley. I mean, you know, there's like a, there's so many animes out there. You mean, I got news. Right. I, I own a boatload of, of titles, but this one, it, 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 it's got me interested to go back and watch because the way that the live action's looking, it looks dead on. It looks awesome. And I will check it out on Netflix. Yeah, it was already it. it's it's already been out um, in Japanese theaters and on Japanese release, but it has not been brought to America yet. It's getting decent to good to pretty solid reviews, yeah. anywhere in that kind of range. Um, I would have to also watch the anime before I would watch a live action. It's just how I would roll. I would have no idea what's going on. See, I, I know just enough to I think that I'd be okay if I jumped in with the movie. In the box office for last weekend, the top ten... Number 10, falling from number 8, is Den of Thieves at $2.999 million, so we'll call it 3. They, they still made their money. They're fine. Staying at number 9, The Shape of Water at $3.1 million. Number uh, Number 8, falling from number 5, The Post at 3.6. I still really want to see that. Falling from number 3 to number 7 is Winchester at $5.2 million. Falling from number 2 to number 6, Maze Runner at $6.2 million. Ooh, Falling at num- to number five from number four is The Greatest Showman at six point four million, but that film is staying steady, yeah. staying steady. So I'm excited to see that. Falling from number one to number four, Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle at ten million. How time? And we have a brand new top three, all new to the list, baby. Number three at twelve point five million dollars. The fifteen to uh, fifteen seventeen to Paris. Oh, that's a true story. Mm-hmm. Nice uh, with the actual Marines in the movie. So looking forward to seeing that. Number two, not on the list last week. New to the list, twenty five million dollars. Peter Rabbit. Uh, Apparently, your story last week may have been a bit off. Apparently, when she passed, she did give up the the rights and say she was good with you it. You sure? Apparently, uh, I got uh, a couple people telling me. Yeah, that. All right, well, I'll go back and double check. Including the beautiful. Ashley Hall. I'll go back and double check. I, I did not. And, I should, and, I and send you what I read. I should have. Uh, and number one, as we predicted, as we called, Fifty Shades Freed. Yeah. At 38, <laughs> at 38.5. Well, the women... Definitely it's not 38 million women seeing this. You know that yeah. men see this. Yeah, there's 0. .5 men that were dragged <laughs> along to it. 500,000 men and 38 
1,195,195 women, according to the life of Sam Matoro, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Other other notable entries, falling from number six to off the list at 2.8 is Hostels. Fell at number 11, so out of Just the top 10 for number sure. six. Yeah, the, um, I think that it's going to lose more. 12 strong one. fell to 12. I, Tanya went from 12 to 14. That's still hadn't, hadn't, uh, hitting strong. Paddington 2 fell from 10 to 17 and only 1.3 million. Uh, so that's crazy that, you know. And Star Wars is still hanging around yeah. at 1.3 million at number 16. So just some notable films, even from last week, that completely dropped off the list. We have three new films on the list this week. But coming up in theaters this week, we obviously have Black Panther. Will be the number one. Will, will be the number one. Um, but that is this week. Coming soon is Annihilation. Oh, February twenty third and beyond. What's Annihilation. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Game night, um, which we've seen a lot of. It's like clue almost, yeah. like a murder, who done it. Every day, the cured, which looks like to be a zombie film. Uh Guardians of the Tomb, Death House, Beast of Burden, and that's it. My God. This is gonna be bad. Uh, Black Panther, there's nothing they could do. Probably Black Panther, then Fifty Shades Freed. Uh yeah. Um God, I just don't see Annihilation or Game Night. I, I, I kind of want to see Annihilation. I'm interested to see what the hell that's about. But we'll see. A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition where the laws of nature don't apply. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some crazy shit. Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Thompson, Benedict Wong. Yeah. <laughs> eh. We'll see. I don't know. Black Panther's probably going to what? To... 195 this week. I'm at, like, I'm at like 180. Yeah, I'm Easy. sure. Absolutely. Moving to the TV space, Netflix surprise dropped Tambourine, a Chris Rock stand-up special. His first one in 10 years. It's available right now. Did you watch it? No, I, I did not, but I heard um, Burt Kreischer, uh, he basically saw it. He's like, dude, Chris Rock is one of the best people doing it. Yeah. So it's just all clear that other comedians are giving him the respect and the positive feedback. I, I definitely want to watch it. His Chris, other specials were great. I'm actually going to watch Rock's it. Hilarious. I'm actually going to watch it after we're done this when I edit. As I edit, dude, there's just the so many stand-up specials on Netflix. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. But there's sometimes it's like you're almost overloaded because you don't know which one to watch. Dimitri Martin is coming to Glenside, Pennsylvania in a couple of days. Shout out to anybody who got tickets to that. He's so funny. I wish I could go, but I cannot. Uh, Titans cast Bruno Bisher, Bisher from Narcos to play Dr. Niles Calder, a.k.a. the Chief, the leader of the Doom Patrol. That sounds like up your alley. Yeah, actually just picked up a Doom Patrol copy for Prince Beats Boy. But I think that's pretty good. I I think everyone, their sister, is ready for Titans. Once everyone saw what Robin looked like in costume, everyone was like, yep, sold. So... Can't wait. I'm interested. Just let me. Listen. But it's on the service, isn't it? Yes, that's what I was. That was what I was literally about to say. Start releasing info on that service. Let me know what I'm going to pay. What kind of features are going to be there? Start, start throwing it out there. That sounds like me with Nintendo. Exactly. But you know, <laughs> I, I want. I want to see Titans live action. Come on. The CW is adding two hours of original content blocks on Sunday evening, starting in October. There's a couple different reasons for this. It could be. They may have a new superhero show, but it looks like they're opening this block for superhero shows so they could stretch them out just a little bit more and get some primetime Sunday night television. They should just put CW slash DC at this point. Cause I mean, it's, All their original content is basically I mean, DC. It, it's – I don't ever remember having them – like this is their first time ever having a Sunday two-hour shows. The DCW. I like it. I, I can dig it. Now, I mean, it's like are they – because now with – now that they have – um. Legends of Tomorrow came yeah. back, which I did see with John Constantine. Matt Ryan does a great job. Absolutely love it. Quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. <clears throat> yeah. Because um, <laughs> right now, since that's going on, so Supergirl has yeah. taken a nine-week hiatus. Mm-hmm. So kind of 
fills in that time so you don't have all this time like where you know where's this show so it kind of makes sense i'm interested to see if there's more shows what they add what they take away there's not really that sunday night space that's dominated by like the game of thrones of the world and stuff there's not really that sunday night show that everyone's talking about right now and there's nothing that's really on the horizon we didn't mention last week but homeland came back first episode sure i was just so disappointed right and that's that's again the point is homeland has fallen this this season is going to be a chore for me, I, unless something drastically happens. But that first episode was slow and boring as shit. Shameless is coming back later this year, Love and it. I, I'll never but, get tired of right, Shameless. But but does everybody else? You know what I mean? Like they, that's not every person I talk to loves, loves Shameless, Shameless, but it's not as big as Game of Thrones. There is no Game of Thrones. There is no Dexter. Yeah. There is no real Sunday night Showtime HBO Cinemax oh, show. Walking Dead's coming back. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that. Yeah. We are definitely going to get to that in just a couple of stories. As a matter of fact, in two stories from now, we have a couple Walking Dead stories, uh, which I'm going to go take a dump or something. <laughs> I can care less. Uh, Ray Fisher, who is Cyborg in the Justice League movie, uh, has been cast in True Detective Season 3 as a series regular, Freddie Burns. He's actually the main actor's son. Okay. I'm, I, I like... What, what Ray Fisher did in Justice League, I'm okay with. What, but True Detective, they they got a lot to make up for from season two. As long a as lot. as long as season two is forgotten, I'm willing to move yeah. past. Everybody's everybody can make a mistake. The Walking yeah. Dead made six, so I'm not willing to to fix that. But everybody can make a mistake. You can have an off season. Game yeah. of Thrones has had them. Dexter had them. Every show we but Shameless had. They them. They have a lot to prove on this season. They so. sure do. As long as they get back to being a true detective story. I really enjoyed the first season's twists and turns and plot. Uh, The Walking Dead Season 8, and why this is news, Mm. I don't know. Uh, But will feature the first ever nude walker. Um, They didn't specify gender. I'm obviously thinking it's not going to be male. (laughs) I'm assuming it's a female. On AMC. I mean, this is not something I I need personally, but this maybe is just something they want to just bring because I know it'll, it'll be a topic like people like us. Maybe you just mentioned, like, a uh, nude zombie? And, and, yeah, listen, when you hear nude zombie, oh, I want to see what it looks like, and you turn the show on. But I will turn that show off as I fast like, as they, I turn they, it on. They show you the nude zombie, it's going to be blurred out on AMC. So yeah. it's like you're not even seeing it. It's weird, though, that people probably yeah, this does, does, want to see it. I don't know. This it does doesn't nothing, do it. nothing doesn't, for me. Absolutely nothing for me. But Fear the Walking Dead, the worst show on television, <laughs> will be expanding Morgan's role and story in a, quote, major way. Well, no shit. Yeah. He is like the only thing yeah. you have going for it. You put him on that show to get some ratings, but it's Morgan. And it's still... Who freaking cares? I mean, it, it's it's not enough for me to go back. No. I didn't watch season two. I'm not going to watch season three. If there's a four, I ain't going to watch four. What character from The Walking Dead would have to make the jump to fear The Walking Rick. Dead for you to... What about Daryl? And... No. It's still not enough. What about... No. Coral. He gone. He, <laughs> he gone. He, he gone. He gone. But I don't like. But you can't. It's it's a show. I don't. I think they just got greedy and just shouldn't have taken it. Well, somebody who should have taken it was Ryan Murphy, and he took not it. our boy, not our boy Ryan Murphy. <laughs> but he made a boatload of money with Netflix. Signed a five-year, three hundred million dollar deal with Netflix. Uh, he is the creator of Glee and American Horror Story. He has signed the contract because his contract with 20th, 20th Century Fox expires on July 1st. Anonymous sources disclose, disclose the value of the deal to the New York Times. If accurate, it will be among the biggest deals ever made for a TV producer. Netflix has already picked up Murphy's The Politician. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest prequel, Ratched. Meanwhile, Murphy's current lineup at Fox, including American Horror Story, American Crime Story, and Feud, will continue to air on FX. If they could have gotten American Horror Story as a yeah. Netflix exclusive, game yeah. over. Well, he, but he's still making. He, he's, he's laughing all the way like to a, the bank. He made out like a band. I'd be like, keep my shows. I'm fine. I'm ready. I'm easy. And it, 
and at least what I'm thinking, he's thinking like, all right, last season, wrap up this show, go over here, and start projects on Netflix. $300 million. I wish he was our boy, Ryan Murphy. But <laughs> that's, that's what Mike Trout's going to get in a few years from those Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or New York Yankees or Philadelphia Phillies. Netflix, Sabrina the Teenage Witch series has reportedly cast Wonder Woman star Lucy Davis as Aunt Hilda. Okay, that, that's a good cast. You remember I think. who Lucy Davis was in Wonder Woman? She was like the girl. She, she, she was like a little comic relief, little comic yeah. relief character, but she'll be in the in the upcoming Netflix Sabrina. Dude, I keep we keep tell, talking about this show. We keep reporting stories on the casting decisions yeah. and this, that, and the other. I'm it's getting me. Like, I don't know. I, I, I want to try so it. You're, you're you're more for it than me. I'm still on the fence. I don't know. I yet. don't mind horror on the. Either TV do I, space. but it's still like ah, is that really is that really what I want to make my next show? Is it? I still got. I still got an altered carbon. I still got so much stuff that I. It's on my plate that I have to watch. Like, if I do watch it, this is on the back burner. Production is set to begin on the Punisher season two, starting February twenty sixth and moving until July twentieth. That's music to my ears, brother. So that means next. So it's twenty nineteen November. I would think November of eighteen. You think that fast? I don't know. We'll see. Well, because because I, I know that they're. Well, we have Jessica Jones next month. So maybe <clears> spring nineteen. So this is no, I'm thinking it's 2019 because you have season two of Jessica Jones. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, Mar- Daredevil, Daredevil season, season three, three is dropping. I think that's going to take the November spot, or maybe a little sooner. And then you have when Iron, is Jessica Jones? I'm sorry, May, March, March. You have um, Iron Fist season two. That that could be the November spot. The Defenders I mean, we don't know about. The Defenders I think would probably be the end of 2019. So I, th- I think this is an early 2019 show for The Punisher. Can't wait for season two. Michael Hurst, who did Vikings, and Martin Scorsese are currently co-developing a series on ancient Rome about the rise of the Roman Empire and a young Julius Caesar. They called it The Caesars. I mean, Sounds like a sitcom. I, see, <laughs> it really does, now that you think, now that you say that. But, oh, Julius. But it's a, it's a show that I, another show I want to watch. I always hear Vikings is such a great show. Martin Scorsese, of course, a Freaking great director. Yeah. I'm I always interested in the Roman Empire, and of course, Julius Caesar. I think it's, this could be something great. The Roman Empire is going to go against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34. Oh, God. Roman Reigns. I'm, I'm sorry. Had to do it. Throw a wrestling joke. Why not? Uh, you put on our Facebook page, which again, go to Facebook, type in We Podcast so we know things. You'll find our Facebook page. Go ahead and drop us a like. The Cobra Kai trailer for that freaking YouTube series uh, on oh, freaking... The, one of the main... Hey, there it is. Maybe, I was actually going to put this in there. The Grinch Olympic spot. <clears throat> the, probably one of the main reasons I watched the trailer was like, hey, maybe I'll see Brennerts because comedian yeah. Brennerts, he has a role on the series, but I, he, I didn't see not even one clip, but they show you the original O2 who basically standing face-to-face again where they faced off one time before. <laughs> good for you, man. Good for good for YouTube. Good for Cobra Kai. Good for a dojo but, staying alive no, in 2018. For, I, I remember I originally said <clears throat> that I'm not interested, but right. seeing that, I'm a little bit interested. I'm a little. I'm a little tickled. Hey, hey that, that's better than nothing. The audition. <sighs> Who we, we talk, had. We talked about it last week. We had Danny Stevens on the show for a bonus episode. Make sure you go back and listen to that. Um, but we said last week they posted a bunch of like cryptic Facebook mm-hmm. statuses and this, that, and the other. Well, it's, well the it's one picture good... was a picture of Michael Jordan coming yeah. back to 4-5. Yeah. You know. Well, guess what? It is legitimate. The audition will be returning with its original lineup for the first time in almost 10 years for a three-day festival. Dot, dot, dot in England. Oh, hey, I'm, it's I'm, a start. I'm just glad to see that they it's had the original lineup back again. Doing maybe, maybe this is just maybe testing the waters, but hopefully the way it's looking at the way they've been tweeting and writing, I think this is the beginning of them coming back. Right, and if they made an American 
come back with and a nice we're going to take full credit that we got the band back together. I would agree with that. A census fail and a drive-through original band came out with a new record. I don't remember what label they record under right now. I maybe no, nah, it's not Rise. I don't remember honestly. Um, but they came out with a new record. If there's light, it will find you, and it is absolutely fan freaking tastic in my opinion. Probably the best full-length record from a drive-through ex drive-through band since Imbue. Wow, it's so good. That's- that's big words right there. Well, Imbue is only a couple years old, but it's it's really, really, really good. Like, I uh, previewed it. It was like six bucks on iTunes. Um, first track, Double Cross, kicks you right in the face. Super good. I skip over track two. Not a big fan. Uh, but then New Jersey Makes the World Takes, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. Just, every track after that just gets better and he, better. Does he and still better. sound the same? He buddy, sounds a is... little different. Okay. He actually sounds more like Old Buddy in Speak the Truth, even if your voice shakes, that side project okay. that he does here. He actually sounds a little better here. Well, he's a lot um, older than when I, when I listened to the Sensei. They were freaking still kids. But I think it's a fantastic record, so t- make sure to check it out. It's like, again, six, seven bucks on iTunes. It's really, really good. Uh, time for our last story of the day, our pick of the week. And no surprise. Go see Black Panther in the theaters. I don't think you'll be disappointed, and you don't. I don't think you need to. to if you haven't seen any of the mo- other Marvel movies, I think you're okay if you just jumped in and saw Black Panther. But definitely worth a watch. My pick of the week is the most addicting television show I have watched with Ashley. Ashley, if you want to come in and talk about it too, in a long time, Shark Tank. Uh, it's so. Uh, it's so good. Uh, I've watched a, f- a few episodes of Shark Tank. You don't want to become know. an entrepreneur? You don't? No, not not really. Not Bagels and hardware? I don't, I don't need to, to do that thing. But hey, if it's your thing, go for it. Dude, Mark Cuban, the QVC queen, Mr. Mister Wonderful. It's so good. Uh, every time there's a new... The guy who invented or created FUBU is one of the freaking wow. investors. He's one of the sharks. And to see all these ideas, we literally sit there and we'll watch somebody come into the tank and we'll hear about their product. I invested them. <laughs> we talk about it a little bit. We say that's a really good idea, Some and then the we'll. Products are really cool. Yeah, and then we'll Google it to see if I it's mean, still around. I've seen a few guy did some socks and other thing with some kind of wine opener thing. I was like, okay, it's interesting, but it's it's been done before, so it's just I don't know. There's 197 episodes for us to get through, or 177. Oh. We got through about 20. Mention on the bench. Yeah, Alpha the Shelf. Mention on the oh, bench. Oh, okay, okay. So that was on Shark Tank. Yeah, so good, man. And I mean, I guess it, it's a good way to start people's business, careers, make it, money. It's a platform. But it's, they're take, like, I take 50%. I see that. 50 very rarely happens. Yeah. It's usually the 5 to 20 space for equity. And they're the ones asking for the money. They're yeah. still dropping True. hundreds of thousands. Of he's getting. He loves the show. I know. It's so good. He it's really, really good. All right. It's, it's the most addicting show. We finished Friday Night Lights. I already had it as my and pick of the week. On. That's where you were going. I already no, he, had he, it as he, my he, pick he, of the week he, a couple he, weeks ago. But it just... Friday Night Lights, the Shark Tank. <laughs> we got. We actually said it last night. We have nothing right now that we want to yeah. watch. I'm trying to get her to do Psych. Trying to do a little Miracle. We have a watch bunch Peaky of Netflix Blinders. stuff. Peaky Blinders. Oh, she wouldn't. No. I want to watch the Tom Hardy's in it. The what? I told you I want to do the Godfather movie. There you go. Oh, so, there you go. And they're on yeah. Netflix now. They're only so. three hours each. Good we luck. Got, we got nine <laughs> hours to kill. A little snow tonight. Perfect. Looking forward to it. But that is our pick of the week. But again, uh, looking forward to all the stuff we have coming forward. The new logo. You'll see that on our Instagram page and our Facebook, our Twitter. The interviews that we secured. Uh, May, Grant Kirkhope. Looking really forward to those. But that is it for episode 78 of We Podcast. So we know things as always. Thank you to everybody who came out, listened to the show, downloaded it, wrote us the review. Thank you again to Jared for writing us the uh, review on iTunes and giving us the five-star rating. We really appreciate that. Uh, congratulations again to Damien and Kim for their 
uh, their the birth of their child and Maybe. and screw you McDonald's for taking the cheeseburger off the Happy Meal. Talk to you next week, everybody. I am your king now. <laughs> <laughs>